Mysteries in black and white with your two hosts, me Ed and my man Josh. Um, today we are doing. Would you say it's conspiracy? Not in the relative time like conspiracy, but I would say there are conspiracy aspects around it because of the cover-up that was being done and everything. Well, right. attempted, right? And the just ultimate fuck up. Ah, right. So. And if you can't guess, well, we did say on our last episode that this is going to be on the tragic events of the Chernobyl power, um, nuclear power station. Yep. Which uh, is in Ukraine. <laughs> the war's going on at the moment. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. But also, like, um, as well, what we've heard in the last week, I mean, this will already be a week old by the time it gets yeah. out. But we're on about the, te- the Texas shooting. Yeah. Mass shooting which killed, which took away 19, uh, kids. Tri- 19 kids, two and two or three adults. Yeah. Why? What is it with these deluded fucks and schools with innocent children? Oh, I really don't fucking know. And the fact that this one's an elementary school as well. Yeah, I know. Which is our, like, if you're living in the UK, is the, our equivalent to a primary school. Yeah. I think the kids age from, I think they said... Like nine and ten. Yeah, nine and ten. That's, like, nearly the age of age of my niece mm. right and that is oh it's a- absolutely heartbreaking yeah and, too right i mean our thoughts and prayers go out to the families who've mm. lost who lost their loved ones but america sort is sort the fuck around yeah me. it's beyond the fucking joke now I'm, I'm, way beyond the yeah. fucking joke i mean we we can't do anything we're just a couple of podcasters but america mm. they need to sort it out 100 percent. i think isn't this like the 20th or 24th like mass shooting this year. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Like, f- like fucking hell. Like, what more needs to happen? Right. And what wound me up as well with that, like, Joe Biden went out and saw the victims' families. Sorry, what the fuck is that going to do? Yeah. It's not going to sound that sounded horrible. It's not going to bring him back. No. No. He said, we've got to sort something out. Yeah, yeah, you're the man. You're the one that's fucking you're... capable of doing that, you silly cunt. Yeah. Like, You've, they've, they have got to bring in gun control. I mean, people who know me, I, I like the idea of hunting. I like, you know, and that. Yeah. Kind of, I'd like to have hunting for food, though, not yeah, trophy yeah. hunting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like it. I like the idea of having a, a rifle and stuff, and also like home protection and everything like yeah. that. But yeah, it's beyond a joke how easy it is to get weaponry. The uh, fact that that's easier to get than a Kinder Egg toy over there. Yeah, like, I know. Kinder eggs are illegal, but a gun isn't. Exactly. So what fucking planet are you living on? No, it's absolutely disgusting. So our, our thoughts and prayers do go out to the victims' families. Yeah. Anyone who is affected by this, because mm-hmm. like you say, this is this isn't the first time it's happened. I mean, we had Sandy Hook and stuff like and that. That was like, what? That was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve was exactly. Ten ten years ago. Bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. So now it's it's becoming a recurring thing, and, and it really should. I mean, what the last school shooting in England was in the 90s yeah exactly oh, no, UK I think that was in Scotland now. yeah yeah they really battened down on gun control and if we haven't had one since no don't get me wrong we do get little cunts out there who shepherd up who stand yeah, up people but the but... thing is as well with knife not uh, like knife crime and everything is like 
yeah okay you can't exactly ban knives because they're kitchen appliances like yeah, kitchen knives tools. and things that like you use them in cooking and things yeah. like that so you can't ban that no. there's a complete there's a massive difference granted yeah okay something needs to be done about knife control mm. but there's a massive difference between knife crime and gun crime mm. how difficult it is here in the UK and other parts of the world to get a gun yeah. is it's not only possible oh it is like, you've got to have so many checks mm-hmm. they come out they come around they have to check your house they, yeah you have to have special cabinets yeah and everything like that like, there is a lot to it because i looked into it because that's how I, i'd like a gun yeah like, go hunting and stuff but and that well that's fucking near impossible to do in this country as well, yeah exactly hunting. but i've always liked the idea of doing that so i could hunt for my own food and not getting mass produced yeah Shit, basically yeah like, like you, you know, we was on about it yesterday. Yeah. It's like you know, one is the cleanest and quickest death that animal's gonna have because mm-hmm. even if it doesn't get like butchered in like a a slaughterhouse or anything, yeah, it's probably gonna get diseased or eat. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's so it's the quickest and um, cleanest cleanest death it's gonna have. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing getting pumped into it. Exactly, and as well, the animal is living its life. Mm-hmm. It is living its life how it should be in the woods, in the forest. Yeah. That's why it should be. Yeah, it's not going to tell me vegetarian though or vegan because God I, no, I yeah, like meat too much. Yeah, I hundred percent. People know me. I I love my meat. Like, <laughs> I'd go full on carnival <laughs> if I could. But um, nah. So, but yeah, I, it is good. It's good that how they've controlled it here mm-hmm. and in other countries like Australia. Yeah, and other countries like that. But America, they've really. They've got to do something about it. They really took a back step on this. Yeah, royally. Because like you said earlier, with it being like 20, would you say 20 odds this year? Yeah. Sad really it is. It's not going to be the last. No. There's going to be countless more. No, no. Yeah. It's never going to be like that. And like, I'm not a parent myself, but I bet every parent out there, you know, especially in America, to have that fear that your kids go into school, that every person on this planet... Well, not every person, you know, know there are, but like the majority of the population has had the privilege to do or have had to do. You should be your safest. Yeah, exactly. You're you're there to learn to make your life better for when you become an adult. And the thought of a parent sitting there wondering, Uh, this could happen at any moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can understand why why people don't want to send their kids to school. No, no way. It is disgraceful, really. It is. And then it pisses me off as well, where it's like nine times out of ten when the shooters have been either killed or or whatever, arrested, and then they find out there's like, they've got mental health problems or something yeah. like that. It's like, so how are they able to get a fucking gun then? I know. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, especially now at this day and age, how mental health is such a, not a rising problem, but uh, it's coming out. Yeah. It's coming out. Yeah. Out. Like, we spoke about our own mental problems. Yeah. But uh, with that, you you think they'd be like more in like inclined with that, like with the times kind of thing, like to put like to. Well, yeah, you'd think at the manage it. at the bare minimum there'd be a mental. You'd have to do a mental health background check to make yeah. sure, for lack of a better word, you're sane enough to own a gun. Yeah, are they? Yeah, are they going to hurt anyone or even themselves? Mm-hmm. Like, it is. I know it's all like their force. It's second, second, second amendment, second amendment, and all that bollocks. Yeah, but, I. I'm not being funny. At the same time, I saw... I think it was Russell Howard who mentioned it. Yeah. 
The Second Amendment was written in the 1800s. Yeah. Look at the guns they had then compared to now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it needs changing. And yeah. you can't say you can't change the Second Amendment because it's been changed multiple times. Yeah. Every fucking amendment has. Oh, 100%. So you can't hide behind that bollocks. Mm. Nah, so, but, yeah, they really do need to sort themselves yeah. out. Sort it out. I mean, let's say, Biden, you need to fucking have a little word with yourself. Yeah, too right. You old fuck. <laughs> get, get some control out there, because if not, how many how many more innocent children have got to die? Exactly. That's that's more? the cut-off point, you'd think. Like, when children it are involved, involved, that's when you're like, okay, this shit yeah. needs dealing with now. Yeah, like, how many... Honestly, that is what I, I'd ask him. How many more children have got to yeah. be fucking butchered, shot up, yeah. before they say, actually, I think we do need to do something here? Well, yeah, exactly. Because, as well... The same things keep recurring. You have an incident like this take place, mm. and then it goes to, you know, you've got your few days of mourning, president or whatever, come out, oh, thoughts and prayers, all, all that sort of thing. Within a week, it's forgotten about. Pretty much, yeah. But the families of the victims, it's never going to go away. They're never no. going to forget what happened. No, because they're going to blame themselves. We sent our child to school that day. Yeah. For them to be massacred. The guilt they must be riddled oh, with, mate. and it's like, it's not even remotely their fault. How can you? How can you feel guilty for ten, sending your child to school? Yeah, you shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? The last place you'd think for a shooting to happen. Yeah, that should that's a, should be the safest place. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's, it's beyond a fucking joke. It really, it really is. is. It really is. It is fucking. Uh, it's, it's no worse than describing. No, there really it, ain't. How bad it is. It is like, royally bad. You'd have thought with like what happened 10 years ago with Sandy Hook, you'd think that would be a fucking wake up. Yeah, you'd like... think that would be it. Right, it's happened before, we ain't happen- letting it happen again. Yeah, because up. I'm not being funny, you can look at other things that have happened through time. I.e. with what we're going to talk about with today with Chernobyl, mm. that accident happened, they rectified it so it couldn't happen again. With 9-11, you had obviously the terrorist attacks and all that, regardless of who caused it and all that. And then look at like airport security now compared to now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every that's the whole that's the bittersweet thing about a mistake. Mm. You learn from it so it doesn't happen again. Exactly. So why is this being able to happen time and time and time and time again? Yeah. Now that oh, now that is it, you just don't, you want, I just want to like beat them up. Yeah, you, know you do, don't you? You just want to just grab by the fucking neck and just yeah. like sort it out, cunt. <laughs> Geriatric. <laughs> oh god. No, but uh, so yeah, we our thoughts and prayers are with the victims' families. It yeah, won't, it can't do nothing. It can't bring them back. No, so. but do you know. Yeah, we're here for what? Well, we're doing what? The very little that we can is yeah. just offering sympathy. Yeah, that is it. That's all you can do. Yeah, and it's so sad because you want you, you want to help, but it's... you can't. No, you can't. And not. Until they can help. It's just the sad, the sad themselves. sickness of it. The people that can help are the ones that aren't doing fuck all. No, that's it. They're just hiding behind their ivory tower. With yeah. Fucking bastards. But, um, I can't even sound a brighter note because what we're talking about is not <laughs> bright, is it? Like, but on um, the subject at hand, yeah, we're talking about uh, the tragic Chernobyl disaster. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, like, I don't. I mean, I don't really know what time to say, but that is when Reactor Four blew up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it uh, just released so much radioactive. Right. Yeah. And it yeah killed countless. Countless, countless people. I mean, people are probably still dying today. Yeah, well, they are. Yeah. Well, the actual um, like I'll go in depth about it, but the actual death toll, official recorded death toll, only stands at thirty-one. 
But the World Health Organization has said at least 4,000 people were killed. Yeah. And to this day, this number's still growing. Chernobyl has caused at least 5,000 cases of cancer. <laughs> Mainly thyroid cancer. Oh, right. Because obviously you're breathing it in, so it's going to affect your throat first, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but... Um, yeah, Josh, give us the details. <laughs> go straight into it. Right. So, as I said, um, on the... April 26th, 1986, reactor number four of the uh, Chernobyl nuclear power plant exploded. Now, the event occurred near the city of Pripyat in the northern part of Ukraine, which during the time was also part of the Soviet Union. The city of Pripyat, which was based one mile away from the plant, was actually built to house the workers of the plant. Mm -hmm. And Pripyat was considered to be like the perfect model city. You look at... I don't know, like Monaco-esque. It was their Monaco, do you know what I mean? It was just top-notch, top-tier, best of the best. And the average age of the residents there was only 24 years old. Oh, really? Because obviously the workers were all relatively young Mm. and that's where they lived, so... Now, after the explosion, the Pripyat residents were told that they would only be evacuated for a few days. And as we know now in history, they've never returned. No. For obvious reasons. And as I said, the official recorded death toll only stands at 31. However, the true death toll, according to the World Health Organization, is said to be around 4,000 people. Fucking hell. And again, it is known to have caused at least 5,000 cases of cancer, and that number is still growing to this day. Yeah. The decontamination cleanup effort required half a million workers and actually bankrupted the Soviet Union. Did it? Yeah, because the then Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev later on in life admitted that this accident was perhaps the true reason for the collapse of the Soviet Union. Fucking hell. Because it was this, along with like the Soviets' attempt to hide the truth, that led Ukraine onto the path to become an independent country. Right, okay. And Chernobyl was also considered to be, in terms of costs and casualties, the worst nuclear disaster in history. Well, yeah, it's quite obvious. It's really. quite obvious, yeah. yeah. So they're like the the main that's the main premise of the story. Right. Obviously I'll go in depth of things that happened before, during and after and so on. But let's say on our previous episode we discussed we discussed about Mothman and apparently a Mothman was seen. Yeah, at, at, at Chernobyl. At, at Chernobyl. And they say it's a harbinger of doom. So yeah. It, it, it you know <laughs> so you, if you, you s- wanted to I tell you to fucking win lottery numbers this can Well yeah, too right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, if he does exist and you see him, fucking run. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just don't stop running. <laughs> so, I'll get on with the problems that, uh, before the incident. Because, obviously, yeah. that's the best place to start. So, Chernobyl was known as an RBMK reactor. Don't know what RBMK reactor means. I have seen it before, but I just can't remember off the top of my head. Right. And it was classified... Um, the whole reactor was classified due to the fact that RBMK reactors actually make the ingredients used for an atomic bomb. Right, okay. Oh, so it was like their bomb factory. More or less. I mean, okay, yeah, it it powered Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. But secretly, they do reckon... Like a side hustle. Yeah, they do reckon they were building the materials or whatever. And the government body that developed the RBMK reactor was also the same ministry responsible for creating the Soviets' nuclear bombs. Right. So, he, do you know what I mean? When it comes to this sort of shit, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. There are also 17 KGB secret agents and 50 informers working undercover at the plant between 1979 and 1982. Mm-hmm. 
and during this time they reported to Moscow 27 incidents of radiation leaks and the building being unstable. Right. And the Soviet Union did not respond to a single one of them. Right, because it's, it's, all right, with everything we've ever discussed, like a conspiracy, like say with 11 and stuff like that, and what we hit with JFK, they just don't talk to each other. Mm-mm. They say, oh, there's a problem here. They're like, ah, yeah. It's that, oh, it's a blase about yeah. it. Ah, oh, that'll be all right. And the thing is as well, this one specifically, because if anybody knows anything about the Soviet Union, they had to be perfect. Yeah. That was the whole, like with the whole space race and everything. Mm. Everything just has to be top-notch. They never fuck up on anything. They never get anything wrong. Everything is just tip-notch perfect. Yeah. So the fact that the KGB themselves are reporting to Moscow, no, we've got problems here, and they're just going, no, 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 just, just, just carry forget on. about it, forget yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just carry on. You'll be all right. It's like, no wonder a nuclear disaster happened. Yeah, because I, th- yeah, I think it's why I said, ah, that ain't going to happen, is it? Until it exactly. Goes. And it also makes sense why uh, Gorbachev was saying this was the true cause of it being disbanded because mm. if they're meant to, like, do you know what I mean if they're portrayed to be this perfect thing and then this happens right. no wonder yeah. the Soviet Union is going to everyone's going to look at it like yeah alright mate come on yeah, yeah. your bottle drops really yeah they're, they're a joke yeah, yeah. The, K, uh, the KGB also which sorry I forgot to mention the KGB is like their secret service it's like the UK's equivalent to MI5 or the US to CIA yeah, that's what yeah, the KGB yeah. stands for now, the KGB also reported to Moscow that the plant was also using water in the cooling pond of the reactor to grow fish bigger to sell to the public to eat. What? So, basically... They're selling re- radioactive fish? Yeah. <laughs> what? They're, they're literally... All the coolant water, obviously, like you said, is filled with radioactive material or yeah. whatever. They're shoving fish in there to grow them bigger, quicker, what? to sell to the public to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bright idea fucker? Who went, that's a good idea, that. Yeah. Oh, these fish are road And the thing is, it'd be money be as right. well, because the bigger the fish, the more you can sell it for. Yeah. So that's all it stands down to. It's just a fucking money scheme. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but fucking, fucking... hell. Uh, it, you, you can imagine seeing that on a fucking, on, on a shit programme. Like, you know what I mean? Like a comedy yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not, not genuinely what fucking happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's all right. He just glows a bit. That, yeah. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> it's like, don't worry about it. It's like in um, Only Fools and Horses where they've got to clear that toxic waste. Yeah. And, and they're yeah, using their like hands the and then when they wave goodbye, their hands are glowing and yeah. then the water starts glowing and everything. <laughs> it's like, that's probably what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'd just love to see the someone where I've got, honestly, fucking um, Mikael, I've got a right good idea. That cooling pond, I grow big fish. We're going to use that and then sell it to the public to eat. That's got a bit radioactive in it. That'll be fine. That'll be it? fine. Think like, of the money we fucking yeah. make, Paul. I'll put air on the chest. Mm. <laughs> fucking For hell. fuck's sake. That's a bit mad. Yeah. Now, Chernobyl was really close to not actually being the first nuclear plant to explode. Oh, really? The first one was in a city in Russia that was called Leningrad. And this almost exploded due to a design flaw, which is the exact same reason why Chernobyl did explode. Yeah. However, they managed to rectify this before a problem occurred. Uh, I think I've heard of Leningrad. And they didn't alert any of the other plants. No. Now. Obviously not. No. And that obviously ended in catastrophe. Yeah. So that's like the problems before it. Mm. Now I'll get onto like building up to the explosion. Then I'll talk about what actually caused the thing to explode. Mm. So. 
Reactor 4 of the nuclear pl uh, power plant went into operation on Dece uh, December 20th, 1983. Eleven days later, on the last day of the year, the Chernobyl plant director, Viktor Prokhanov, signed a document which certified the completion of the reactor's construction. Right. Because again, with the Soviet Union, there was no such thing as a delayed time. It had to be done by that time. There was right. no if, buts, or maybes. Now, this document that Prokhanov signed was actually a lie. Because he signed it to basically get into the Soviet's good books. It's like, yeah, okay, this is your deadline. We've done it before it. Because yeah, then, yeah. like, Soviet Union, you get, like, commended, don't you, and medals, all that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. Now, as I said, this was actually a lie, because for the document to have been certified, a safety test needed to happen. Right. Now, they try... Uh, the test is designed to know what would happen if a blackout occurred at the plant, so they could keep the reactor core under control and stop it causing a meltdown. Right, right, right. Now, they... um. To do this, the reactor is placed in a reduced power mode of 700 megawatts to simulate a blackout condition. Mm. Now, this test was attempted three times beforehand, and they failed every single time. Now, the fourth attempt they tried it was when the accident happened. Oh. So, 10, out, 10 hours earlier, on April 25th, the day the test was supposed to take place, the reactor had been lowered by half of its normal output of 3200 megawatts to 1600 megawatts and they were getting ready to lower it again to its testing output of 700 megawatts uh, just before um just as they was about to lower it a phone call came in from kiev which told them that the power grid cannot afford a further reduction in, uh, in electricity because they'd already had a um plant in ukraine in kiev sorry um blackout cut, cut down so it was like, so they need to keep Chernobyl up and running, otherwise Ukraine's going to lose half its fucking electrical, electrical power. Yeah, yeah. So they're asking for a 10-hour delay on the test. Now, whenever this sort of thing happens, the test is supposed to be cancelled because then you can raise the power back up to what it's normally supposed to be. Yeah, keep stable. Yeah. However, Brakhanov, as well as nuclear engineer Nikolai Foman and the reactor for chief engineer and... Uh, Anatoly Dyatlov ordered the test to go ahead and this is where the problems first start so at midnight when they were uh, going to do the test a shift change happens between the day and the night workers now the night shift didn't even know that this test was supposed to be happening and even if they did they didn't know how to do it and on top of that the instructions that they had to do the test many of the key points were crossed out Right. So they didn't know whether to follow them or or do whatever. Yeah, yeah, very confused. And the man actually following these instructions and the one that was supposed to be uh, doing the test was only 25 years old. And he'd only been working at the plant for four months. Fucking hell. So, you, do you know what I mean? He's got a lot of pressure on his plate. Yeah, and especially, yeah, yeah. like, if you've watched the Chernobyl TV show or any documentary, you know about Anatoly Dyatlov. He was just a prick. Who played him? Um, the same guy who acts Martin Goodman in oh, Friday Night Dinner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the real Dyatlov was just a piece of shit, do you know what I mean? Very cutthroat, very, you do this and you fucking do it like this yeah. problem. So this poor lad, 25 years old, four months on the job, and he's got this fucker looking over his shoulder making sure he's going to be shitting himself. Yeah. So now I'll explain what actually caused the explosion, which is a bit of a science lesson, but... It'll make sense as I go along. Right. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I've never done well at chemistry. 
All you need to know, mate, is this is just what caused it to go boom. Ah, mate. So, the uh, Chernobyl uses a um, element called uranium. Yeah, I've heard of that. And as re- <laughs> there we go, good start. <laughs> Didn't <they bother> me. <laughs> now, as uranium, uh, uranium, I can't even fucking talk. As uranium split, uh, split apart and collide with each other, it creates an it creates energy. And if you don't balance out this energy, it never stops rising. So to balance it out, they use boron control rods to reduce reactivity. And it's explained in the show, basically, they're like the brakes of a car. Right. Now, when nuclear fuel gets hotter, it gets less reactive, which is obviously not good when you're, do you know what I mean, for a reactor. So fuel increases the activity and control rods and water reduce it. But then this causes steam. Steam increases reactivity. But then the rise in temperature reduces it. So, again, if you're confused, it don't matter. Basically... It just goes up and down. <laughs> yeah. All of these are counteracting each other. And if you take one little bit of these this out, it all goes tits up. They keep each other in check. Yeah. Now, as re- uh, uranium splits apart to create energy, it breaks down into an element called xenon which reduces uh, reactivity and acts like a type of poison inside the reactor core. Uh-huh. Now, when the reactor core is at full power, it burns away before the uh, xenon becomes an issue. Right, okay. However, because of the delay, reactor 4 had only been on half power for 10 hours, which means that this was causing the xenon to build up and the po- um, poison in the core instead of burning it away. And this caused uh, uh, the core's temperature... To begin to lower to 30 megawatts, which is very, very bad. Yeah. Now, because of this, the reactor needed to be completely shut down for 24 hours to let the xenon die out. Yeah. Now, the plant temperature is at 30 megawatts. And because it wasn't shut down, the xenon is still being created and not burning away, which is literally causing the reactor core to drown in poison. (laughs) The reactor is also not hot enough to produce steam. Because yeah. obviously the power's down at thirty and not what uh what it should be at. So it's below a hundred degrees. Yeah. Huh. Now the only way, the only uh way to safely raise the power from this state is to do it very very slowly over twenty four hours. Mm. However, the Atlov wanted this test done and requested the workers to raise the temperature back to seven hundred uh, megawatts instantly. Yeah. So. And to do this, he orders the workers to begin pulling dozens of these control rods out. At a time. And remember, the control rods are like the brakes of, of a car. Yeah, yeah. So it starts putting it in motion. Yeah. So they start pulling dozens of them out, but the temperature still doesn't move. So they begin to pull even more out. Now, reactor in Reactor 4, there are 211 control rods to keep this oh, whole thing... Oh, that bugs me. Well, yeah, it's not a random number. Could have been 210 or 212. Mm. Why 211? Oh, that bugs... Oh, oh nah. That's shit. <laughs> No wonder it exploded. <laughs> it's an odd number. It has to. <coughs> Fucking hell. <coughs> now, yeah. In Reactor 4, there are 211 control rods. And these are the things that keep the whole thing stable. Mm. The Atlov ordered 205 of them to be pulled out. So only six of them remain. So there's next to none keeping this thing in check. And obviously, these control rods stop the reactivity from increasing. Now, at this point, the uranium fuel has also gone cold, which means the reactivity is no longer being weighed down. Right. 
but the Xenon is still so strong that the best case scenario in this situation is to raise the power to 200 megawatts. However, the Atlov wanted the power at 700 megawatts in order to do the test. But the power would not go past 200 megawatts, no matter how hard they tried. So Dyatlov, being the also clever bastard he is, decided to do the test at 200 megawatts instead of 700 like it was designed to be done at. The, and it was actually at this point where the uh, power plant's computer itself begins to report that the reactor needs to be completely shut down for 24 hours. Mm. Because even, <laughs> even the computer's going, mate, you're fucking this. S yeah. Slow down. <laughs> and this is when the test begins. Yeah. Now, the test leaves the uranium fuel unchecked and it instantly swings the balance in the other direction, with everything in the reactor core now increasing rapidly, as well as the xenon being burnt away. Mm. The core's temperature was rising that quick and dangerous that the only thing that was left to do was to press a button that's called the AZ5 button. Now, this button instantly inserts all of the control rods at once to kill the reactor and shut it completely down. However, because it was cheaper... The Soviet Union added graphite tips to every single one of these control rods. Now, graphite increases reactivity instead of reducing it like the rest of the rod does. And this is what almost happened at Leningrad. But they got rid of the graphite tips and right. just added normal ones. So when the control rods go in, obviously only the tip goes first into the graphite. And that sends the reactor core, which is already rising, skyrockets. Yeah. And a reactor core is designed to work at 3,200 megawatts. Because of everything they've done, and the second they put these control rods in, it was stood at 33,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mad this went. So that went 10 times yeah. over. Yeah. It's... You imagine if you... To put it bluntly, for people that don't understand what I've just said, you imagine you've got a bottle of Coca-Cola, and you shake it up, and you put Mentos... Uh, the Mentos um, mints in it yeah. and shake it up. You can only shake that too, too, so, blah, blah. You can only shake that so much before it's going to bang. Yeah. And this is what happens. The um, roof of the reactor, or the lid of it, is actually a thousand ton steel framed lid. Mm. And there was that much pressure being built up underneath it that it just blew the lid clean off. Now when that happened, it let oxygen into the reactor. Big no-go. Yeah. That's what caused the actual explosion. Explosion, yeah. yeah. So then, <laughs> that's where, yeah, it went boom. Yeah, you added fuel to the fire. Yeah, pretty much. So that's what caused the explosion. But now, because obviously that let out tons upon tons of radiation. Mm. So I'll explain health-wise and about the radiation a bit itself. Yeah. Now, the way to measure, uh, measure radiation levels is by using an object called a decimeter to measure the Ronken, which means radiation level. Mm. Now, after the explosion, Chernobyl's high-limit decimeter was actually buried underneath all the rubble and therefore unable to be used. So instead, they decided to use a low-limit decimeter, which come back as a reading of 3.6 Ronken per hour or 300 Ronken per second, which isn't good because realistically it should be a zero. Mm. But it's not majorly bad either because the maximum radiation a human can take is below four. Um, is just about 4 Ronken per hour or 400 Ronken per second. Mm. Now, at 400 Ronken per second is when radiation sickness occurs, and if left untreated, normally results in death within 30 days. Yeah. Now, it takes 1,000 Ronken per hour to kill a person. Mm. Now, instead of properly 
testing the radiation level, the people in charge of the plant decided to just stick with this number of 3.6 because then it don't sound too bad to the fucking Soviet Union, does yeah. it? Whenever, obviously, that's only what the low limit decimeter, that's the maximum reading it could have. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. So they're just, that's just the number they had, not the true number itself. Now, bearing in mind, in the 1950, the International Commission on Radiation Protection changed the official limit to 0.3 Ronken a week for whole bodies, for your whole body exposure. So that's how, do you know what I mean, yeah, dangerous yeah. the shit is. Now, the true number of Chernobyl, though the radiation it was leaking out, was 5.6 Ronken per second, meaning their radiation exposure was more than 20,000 Ronken per hour. Oh, <laughs> and don't forget, it takes 1,000 Ronken to kill a person. Yeah. And this fuck is leaking out at 20,000 Ronken per hour. So, yeah, it's killing them 20 times. Over. Yeah, it's fucking mad. This radiation, along with everything else that's going on, it meant that... No, sorry. With everything else that was going on, the radiation pouring out was actually 40 times higher than the radiation used in the atomic bombs of Hiroshima and Nagasaki during World War Two. That's how fucking bad this shit was. Let's just say that again. 40 times higher the radiation yeah. than that was used in the atomic bombs at Hiroshima and Nagasaki during fucking World War Two. 40 times higher. That is mad. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Mental, so forty times, mm-hmm. and that fucking flattened Hiroshima. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> in it as well, there's a picture. They call it the real face of Medusa. I don't know if you see. It, it looks like a blob, right? And mm-hmm. it's in reactor four. Yeah. They could only get it through taking a picture with using a mirror. Oh, really? Because if anyone actually like looked at it, it was too late. You were dead. Oh, I've seen some. I don't know. If, I've never heard of it being called Medusa. Is it? Well, I've heard it. I think it's the same thing. Being called the elephant's foot. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah. I've actually got that written down here. Actually, yeah, yeah. about they, how bad yeah, that is. They call it real face of Medusa. Yeah. Because it's like with the whole mythology of Medusa, you look at it, you, you get, turn to stone. Turn yeah. To stone. It was quite, yeah. Yeah. So, if you still don't understand how bad this was, even though you probably should, yeah, I'll, I'll say a line from the actual. Uh, TV show of Chernobyl, which if you haven't watched, I seriously recommend. It's I, one of the I, best I, TV shows I've ever seen in I my life. I've actually seen it. It is honestly incredible how yeah. detailed and how bang on the money they got it. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. okay, there was some bits dramatized. What TV show or film isn't? Yeah, true. But the actual premise of it, fucking incredible. Right. So I'll just quickly read out a, a line from the film uh, show. Sorry, an RBMK reactor uses uranium. 235 as fuel now every atom of u235 is like a bullet that penetrates everything in its path woods metal concrete flesh every gram of u235 holds over a billion trillion of these bullets that is in one gram now chernobyl holds over three million grams of u235 winds will carry the radioactive smoke over the country Rain will bring them down on top of us. That is a three million billion trillion of these bullets in the air we breathe, the food we eat, the water we drink. Most of these bullets will not stop firing for over 100 years. And some of them, not for 50,000 years. Yeah. That's how fucking dangerous this shit was. Fucking. Yeah, because in um, actual Chernobyl, it's uninhabitable for another 20,000 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. It's no way in hell. Okay, you get people... 
look go and visit yeah. and things now but even they have to be it has to be done in a strict condition you have to have a like a guide with you with yeah. a geiger counter and a decimeter on your neck and everything yeah, and even then you can yeah. only stay for like a matter of hours you can't yeah. stay do you know what i mean indefinitely because you will die yeah you'll, you'll get yeah at least get radiation sickness yeah the very very least so that's what caused the explosion and that was the danger of it so now i'll start getting into the premise of this the cover-up mm. Now, as soon as the incident occurred, the nurses and authority members were told very quickly by the Soviet Union not to tell the public how dangerous and severe the situation was and to pretend that everything was under control. And if they refused to do that, they would be fired and would never, ever work again. Because obviously, again, with Soviet Union, it's a case of everything's got to be perfect. So yeah. you but don't say this shit to anyone. Yeah. So it's like, you don't say this shit to anyone. And it wasn't until a few days after the radiation had swept over the city of Pripyat, which, you forget, is only a, a kilometre away from Chernobyl. Mm. So it was only a few days after that they decided to evacuate the city instead of doing it instantly like they should have done. Mm. Children were brought into the hospitals with severe stomach ulcers and internal bleeding after the government gave them the wrong dosage of potassium iodine to pre- prevent the radiation exposure. Right. The Soviet government thought that the less knowledge uh, known, no, the le- blah, blah, blah. The Soviet government thought that the less knowledge there was, the less panic there would be. Mm. So they immediately cut off the telephone lines from Pripyat to the entire world, and anyone who tried to leave the city was stopped instantly, because obviously people that live in Pripyat, they work at uh, the plant, so they know how bad this is. So even if they tried to leave, the Soviet Union was like, nah, you ain't going anywhere, kid. They held hostage. Yeah, pretty much. And for example, none of the hospitals had been trained in how to deal with radiation. So the nurses tried to find research about it as much as they could, and the Soviet Union actually ordered every single book in any library, any school, anything. If it mentioned the word radiation, it was taken away and burnt. Just for having the word radiation in, just to keep this all hush-hush. You know. Imagine if it was so... Even though like, some people were like burning books about radiators. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, you know what like, I mean? it's like it's got radiation in it. Gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I just need to know how to bleed it, bro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and the way the Soviet Union was actually caught out uh, about the secret they were trying to hide was actually from Sweden. <laughs> On April 28th, 1986, a nuclear plant north of Stockholm, Sweden... Um, was up and running mm. and the workers were actually uh, getting wet because it was raining that day. And so obviously so many workers were caught in the rain on the way to work. And they had to pass through a testing area which checked that they wasn't taking any radiation with them on their way out of the plant. Right. But however, the alarms were going off on their way into the plant. Oh, so they're man. thinking, right, okay, what, what the fuck's going on here, man? So they thoroughly checked every single part of their facility and they found nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And then they figured out that the rain clouds were coming from the east from the direction of Chernobyl, which meant, and that was the next plant to right, them. Right, 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 right. So that's how they was able to figure out that something <clears throat> bad had actually happened there. And then they was the ones that actually reported it, saying, okay, something's going on at Chernobyl, just be warned and stay 
cautious and all that. Yeah, yeah. And the Soviet Union still tried to fucking hide it. And in the Soviet Union, there was a major holiday coming up called May Day, which basically celebrates the Soviet Union and all its workers and the general public, etc. And they throw a huge parade in Moscow where the public celebrate. The Soviet Union let this carry on despite the fact innocent people were being exposed to high doses of radiation. They're just fu- they're fucking <laughs> idiots. Man. They really are. They really fucking are. It's that is su- it's such an ego fucking testicle thing. Like, it, can they get their heads out of their asses Isn't for it? one moment? Yeah, we get it. You're so high, mighty. <laughs> Sit down a fucking minute. You fucked out. Isn't it? You fucking dopey cunt. <laughs> now during this time, the weather and the wind changed and actually moved the direction of the radioactive clouds away from Ukraine across Belarus and heading towards Russia. Mm. So to prevent the clouds from reaching Russia, and I, I thought this was bollocks until I saw it on many documentaries and TV shows. No, no, no. Are you saying they put a giant fan up or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> Even madder. <laughs> right. So to prevent the clouds from reaching Russia, the Soviet Union underwent a mission called Cyclone, where they actually fired silver iodide missiles through the clouds to make it rain on top of Belarus before it could reach Russia. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, bollocks. And then I saw like a load of um, nuclear physicists and everything talking about it. It's like, no, they generally did that. They've done that. So it pissed down. So on pissed Belarus down on before it got to Russia. Man. How cunty is that? That's that's a war crime, surely. They They're part of the Soviet that. Union. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Mate. That's fucked, isn't it? That is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they... <laughs> fuck Belarus, they went. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's fucking mad. Shot iodine missiles through the clouds to make it rain on top of another country before it hits yours. Imagine that happening nowadays, how fucked that would be. Hey. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's fucking mad. <laughs> They're now, mental. They are, royally. Now, this means that the people of Belarus, which holds over 7,000 people, were purposely affected by the Soviet Union and were exposed to massive doses of radiation. Yeah. And this also caused their economy to be ruined for years. Yeah. And a huge yeah. and huge areas of its farmlands, which was their main income, yeah. to be uninhabitable and irradiated. So they fucked that entire country just to stop it from hitting theirs. Yeah. That's that's the sort of country you're dealing with with this lot. They're fucking sociopaths. They are. They really fucking are. So, so that's their attempt to cover it and all that. Mm. So next, obviously, comes the cleanup and all the problems that occurred with that. And this is where, like, in the show, is that it's darkest point the deepest you see like uh, you realize the true reality of what they went through just to stop this shit from happening now this whole time this was all happening that i just mentioned you gotta remember this reactor is still going yeah it's still just leaking out radiation because it's on fire Mm. and they can't just put it out pour water on it like a normal fire because it's burning that hot that any water instantly vaporizes before it even remotely touches the fire so to do so to put it out successfully, they had to um, get five thousand tons of boron and sand 
and pour it over the top of it. Yeah, yeah. And how they've done that was they got uh, helicopters to take bags at a time and just drop it. But they had to get as low as they possibly could because they was only dealing with... They only had like a hole of five metres they had to drop this thing through. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And so... And there was... You think all these pilots that are flying directly over the core, they're getting, they're getting massively radio, yeah, radiated getting and all that. Yeah. Radiation pretty much, and it? it even got that bad. There was one helicopter where um, they were doing construction work on the plant. It was that The helicopter was that low to try and drop the uh, sand into the hole that its propeller got caught in the crane's wire and just blew up. Well, not blew up. It like collapsed and crashed and everyone in that helicopter died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably died like quite a quick, painless death. Yeah. Thing. If anything, they got the better end of the... If that sounded harsh, they probably did get the better end of the job yeah. with all this shit. Okay, now... Now, with boron and sand, the only problem with this is it actually... It puts the fire out, but then it becomes a type of lava. Yeah. And, um, and that was inside the reactor core. And very soon, that was... Because obviously, anyone who knows lava, if, it, if you've got like, I don't know, a floor... And you put lava on top of it; it's eventually going to go through. Yeah. Now, and they they anticipated this was going to happen, but they thought, okay, we're going to have enough time to deal with it. Now, um, but if they didn't, it was actually going to collapse, and it would have poisoned the entire of the Black Sea, which would have contaminated the drinking water for millions of people as well as livestock. Okay. So, but as I said, they knew this was going to happen, but they thought they had time to deal with it. However, what they didn't anticipate was that the hydration tanks below the reactor were filled up with water. And this was from the firemen trying to put the um, the fire out. Because obviously at the point it exploded, every fireman in the area right. was over there because yeah. they thought it was just a genuine fire. And then they're pouring tons and tons and tons and tons of water on it and it's not doing anything. No. Now, this water obviously is going through the reactor core into the hydration tank. So it's not only just any water, it's radioactive water. Oh, no. <laughs> now, these hydration tanks had up to 5 million gallons of radioactive water inside them. <laughs> this means that the rea- uh, the melting reactor would have reached there first. And if it did, it would have made an explosion with a force of between 3 to 5 megatons. Whew. This explosion would have also destroyed the other three stable reactors at Chernobyl. <laughs> and with all of them, you think how much but, shit this yeah. one reactor's done. It'd be like a chain reactor. Yeah. If all four of them were doing it, it would have actually destroyed any nearby cities and it would have rendered the entire of Europe uninhabitable. So we almost was fucked up in this. Uh, would we? But Because we're an island out of the way. I think... I think that, Actually, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Yeah. But anywhere entire Western Europe, especially, you'd yeah. been fucked. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's, that is terrifying. Yeah. Really. And the thing is, they've still got nuclear power plants to this, that. Yeah, exactly. And the thing, that could happen any time. That's fucking shit. That's and, and the mad thing is, it's like, this was, this weren't only like a premise sort of thing. If they didn't deal with this, this would have happened. Yeah. There's like no two ways about it. That core, uh, uh, melting reactor core would have hit them tanks and this all would have occurred. And there would have been fuck all they could do to stop that. Because yeah, so if it took all this to get, to like stop and keep control of one br- uh, blown up reactor core, yeah. imagine what the fuck it would take to get four of them destroyed. 
didn't even worth think, think of no. it. No. Fucking hell. Now, they stopped this by having three men, which who were called Alexei Anenko, Valery Bespolov, and Boris Baranov, go into the reactor water feed, navigating their way through complete darkness, because obviously when the reactor went off, all the electric that in that area. Yeah, yeah. And they're trudging through, I think it was like three foot of radioactive water to find the valves. <clears throat> to re- Yeah, to find the critical pressure valves and release the water flow out of the tanks. Yeah. Now, due to the sheer amount of radiation that was in that region right below the reactor core, all three men were told that if they do this, then they would most likely be dead within a week. And they still did it. Fucking fair play to them. However... All three survived the situation, yeah. and two of them are still alive today. Fair f- Honestly, you've got to respect that, because they, right. they went in there knowing they were doing the better for mankind, Yeah, but they weren't going to survive it. So they went and done it. That's a true hero, yeah. isn't it? And the fact that two are still alive today, 35 years after the incident took place... I bet they're a bit fucked, though. I bet they? they are, but fair, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fair I think play. I think it was um, Boris Baranov that was the one that died. I think he died in the nineties. I think he died like yeah. uh, late nineties. Right. I think again through cancer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, fucking fair play. That's true heroes. Too right. So they managed to solve the problem with the water tanks, but they still had to resolve the issue involving the meltdown of the reactor core. Right. So, to prevent this, they used a nearby coal mining industry to dig dig, dig six metres below ground and install a a liquid nitrogen heat exchanger, which they managed to do in just six weeks. Right. And because they needed to keep disruption above ground to a minimum, they had to do it by hand. Mm. So, they had to dig six metres down, go right under the reactor core, dig the tunnel, put the thing in, and they're working in bare, complete heat because you think they've got a melting reactor core above them. So the heat in that little bit is going to be fucking scorching. Yeah. And they've done it within six weeks. Fair play. Fucking hell, they're, they're proper men, they are. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show, like, when people say Russia, like, nowadays you think different, but back then, or, like, even a last year or something, you thought Russia, you think, heart cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these were the true definition of Russian. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, these were yeah. the hardest of the hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when the meltdown reached the heat exchanger, it finally cooled down and solidified into something that you was just on about. Mm. It solidified into something which is called corium. And it's more commonly known as, like you said, with the Medusa thing, or it's more commonly known as the elephant's foot. Yeah. And that's simply just due to the look of it. Mm. And this is a mixture of multi-uranium oxide, sand, metal, glass, and silicon. Mm. And the only way corium, uh, corium is formed is through a nuclear meltdown. Right. And that's because it actually generates its own heat. And it can actually get as half as hot as the surface of the sun. That's what they were dealing with with this shit. And this makes corium officially the deadliest substance on the planet. Yeah. And if you stand next to this thing for an hour, like you said, you'd be done. Mm. But it is actually the equivalent of ha- uh, equivalent of having four and a half million chest X-rays all at once. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very bad. Yeah, not the best thing in the world. Because even with today's technology, you think with X-rays, they have to stand behind like a sort yeah. of 
guarded thing, don't they? And um, oh, my mum has a, I can't remember what sort of x-ray she had, but she wasn't even allowed to go near live for 24 hours. Really? Because kids are highly, can exp- um, absorb it really, really easily. Yeah, yeah. Susceptible. Yeah. There was actually, I thought they just made it up for the TV show, but it was actually genuine. This uh, woman in the uh, Chernobyl show, her husband was one of the firemen, and he was burnt. Like, but it was it weren't like a burn like you think fire, but like his skin was just dissolving. Yeah, melting. And I always thought, imagine the pain he's in because you can't get an intravenous drip into him because his veins are just being dissolved. Yeah. So he's just literally sitting there, rifed in pain, waiting to die. Yeah. Yeah, wanting death. I yeah. Imagine. Yeah. And his wife was really close to him, and she shouldn't have been because she was pregnant at the time. Oh, yeah. Now, the only reason she survived is because, obviously, she was pregnant. The baby, because it's obviously connected through the umbilical cord, was absorbing all that radiation. Oh, it killed the baby, then. The baby died within two hours. Yeah. And the But the sad reality of it is the baby was the only thing that kept her alive. Okay, yeah, saved the mum. And they told her that she would never, ever be able to have kids again. No. She's got two. Right. It's, <laughs> it's going to show you... Life will prevail. Yeah. No matter what you throw in it, life will always Nature fucking prevail. Will always win. Yeah. Well, it's like look at Chernobyl now. I know you're probably going to get onto it, but look at Chernobyl now. Nature's took it back. Yeah. I, I was saying, because I was watching this documentary with my mum the other day, and when you see all the trees growing up, it's like, it's horrible what occurred, but it's a beautiful sight as well. Yeah. That something so man made, horrible, destructive thing has caused nature to just. But like, right, we'll have it. Yeah. It's like with um a forest fire or like a big wildfire, nine times out of ten, where the fire spread, growth just skyrockets, doesn't it? Because it replenishes the soil. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, so it's it's a catch twenty two, really. Like, yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a circle of life, in yeah. a way. But it, it just shows it don't matter what we do in a way. Like we want to reduce like the ozone layer and all yeah. like that. Yeah, no, it does need doing. We, it it'll it'll probably kill us kill us out yeah but nature won't it won't kill nature no nature will somehow survive no. in some way I saw it was on uh, what was it Godzilla King of Monsters actually where she mentions it mm. she says um, you've got to look film. at it is a brilliant film I love them I, I fucking hated Godzilla v Kong it was so shit oh what I've watched it and I didn't think it was too bad I thought it could have been so they, much better. They made Kong too good. Yeah. He's they made Kong a little bitch. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, Godzilla was going to slap him about, yeah, but yeah. he literally had him on toast. Which it should have been. Yeah, it's, true. Because when... Right. I have this, I've had this argument countless times. Because people say, oh, King Kong's better. He's no, really, he's not. He's really not. He's really not. Right, he's a big ape. That's it. Yeah. Godzilla feeds off radio <laughs> radiation. Yeah. He shoots stuff. Yeah. And he's like a big dinosaur at the same time. <laughs> how can he, how can Kong be better than that? <laughs> how can he, it's be like better he killed that? when he, um, in King of Monsters, where he killed Ghidorah, a big three headed alien dragon. Yeah. He killed that. No wonder the other fuckers bowed to him. It's like, yeah, okay, you're big, Donnie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking right. Honest, no. Right. I'll always remember it's the bit where Godzilla and King Ghidorah like run at each other. Yeah. I have never felt such hype in like a few little <laughs> seconds. And I'm sitting there in the cinema and I was properly like, 
God, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm so proud. I'm about to turn my shirt off and everything. Like, oh, Godzilla. <laughs> I got so hyped in them couple of seconds where they're just running at each other. I was like, come on, boy. <laughs> it's a fucking film. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's a shame he ain't real because they could have used him here. Yeah. <laughs> He'd just stand in next. It's like, God, just stand there. Yeah, it's he, like, I got it. He'd eat that fucker. Like... <laughs> it's like, oh, caviar, my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. That's... Fuck it. Oh, no. You're right, I hope you are. I love them. Films. Yeah. And like you say, King of Monsters, that, that is a very, very good mm-hmm. film. No, I've always preferred Godzilla over Cog. Yeah, hands always. down. Hands down. Always. But yeah, like I was getting up with that film, she says it, where it's like um, the Earth, you've got to think it's just a living host. And like all living hosts, when it's got a virus, it develops a fever to fight the host. Mm. Human, The human race is the virus. Yeah. And the Earth's just uh, fight letting itself. off a fever to fight it. And when you think of everything that's happening with like tsunamis, earthquakes... Uh, volcanoes, mm. fucking, even things like COVID and shit like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like the Earth is trying to kill us. It's yeah. like you're killing me, I'll kill you, you fucker. Yeah, because the Earth won't die. No, it, no it, like you say, the Earth won't die. No, we, we, we could die, but that, that can't. Look, that can't at, carry on. The thing was hit by the fucking asteroid. Yeah, <laughs> and it's still like, is that it? Yeah. You killed everything living, but I'm still standing, gun. Yeah, well, you like, know. Lock, like Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> so tell you what, it's fucking out there, I'm telling you. Mm. <laughs> Very well could be. <laughs> so obviously, at this point, the um, radiation cooled down, that was dealt with. Right. So the next problem was to actually, they had to um, clear the roof of radioactive debris for um, a containment lid to be fitted over the top of the building. Right. And to do this, they had over 4,000 people run onto the roof and clear up as much debris as they could by chucking it over the edge into the reactor hole, and they only had 90 seconds each to do so. Mm. Because, obviously, any more, you would have been fucked. Yeah, so... It's actually, during this, uh, during this 90 seconds, their bodies were exposed to a dosage of radiation that people are not advised to do so for an entire year. <laughs> and they have this much exposure in 90 seconds. Fucking hell. And all of the... Um, after all of this, the workers and the firefighters who received the most radiation obviously started to get really, really sick. Mm. And you got to remember, this was also during the height of the Cold War. Yeah. So this story, I only found out the other day, and I couldn't believe it. But... Um, a U.S. bone marrow transplant specialist called Robert Gale was flown over to Russia um, by the um, invitation of Gorbachev himself mm. and was taken immediately to a hospital where many of the sick patients were. And their bone marrow had been completely destroyed by the radiation. Hell. And in the U.S., Robert Gale and his team had actually cloned the hormones that helped create bone marrow. Mm. And drug companies were actually in the middle of developing this as a treatment for cancer patients to help their bone marrow uh, heal after chemotherapy and things. Right, yeah, yeah. Because obviously chemotherapy is a type of radiation. Mm. And And this treatment had actually been tested on mice, dogs, and monkeys, but had never been tested on humans. And when Robert Gale suggested this treatment, the hierarchy told him no, because they didn't want 
the damage no they didn't know what the damage could be and they didn't want to use the people that have helped sort this mess out to yeah. be used as guinea pigs right fair so, enough yeah so robert gale himself actually took the treatment first to see if there was any side effects or anything like that his blood counts went up the next day and was given the go-ahead to give the treatment to the patients right. and out of 204 people in the hospital with serious radiation sickness 175 of them survived because of this treatment fuck good old guy yeah but it's like it's just mad as well that's where it shows like the worst of humanity with what happened but then the best where it's like you're in the height of a cold war yeah gorbachev's running the soviet union and even he said to this guy in america yeah come over help our people and he, and the and robert gale was just like yeah okay sweet yeah, yeah and it's like you don't want to use these people's guinea pigs fair enough i'll i'll be the guinea pig yeah Oh, yeah, and the fact it saved 175 out of 204 people. Mm. And one of them, actually, I think he was one of the ones that was... Um, I think he might have been actually one of the clean-up people on the roof. One of them was the father to Vladimir and Vitaly Klitschko. Really? Mm-hmm. And I think he passed in 2004 through cancer. Yeah, yeah. But he was one of the people that helped with the clean-up job in Chernobyl. Oh, for fucking hell. Small world. It really is. <laughs> now, six days after the explosion, the Soviet Union set up a 20-mile exclusion zone around the reactor, which still stands to this day. Yeah. They was also tasked with having to spray the streets and buildings with a decontaminant, uh, decontaminant liquid with most with the, mo- um, the most contained buildings that are like rifled in radiation. They had to bulldoze them over. And then after that, they had to dig up 15 to 20 centimetres of soil and remove it because that was contaminated with all the water spray and everything. Yeah, yeah. Now, the sad part about it, which they do show in the TV show, and it's so fucking sad, they had to kill every animal in the exclusion zone, with most of them being people's pets, cats and dogs. Oh, fucking hell. Imagine having to be the one to do that job. Yeah. And thankfully, they don't show it. Like... There's uh in the show there's these three lads and they're the ones that do it, and there's um the guy who's running it, fucking hard cut, but it, I love him. So he, he says I've only got two rules: one, you don't point that fucking gun at me, and he says two, if you hit an animal and it doesn't die, you keep shooting until it does. You do not let it suffer. Mm. And this fucking young lad, I wanted to hit him because he shoots a dog and it's laying there and it's whimpering and he's just slowly walking up to it. And then the matey boy who gave the rule shot it, got it right in his face, pissed off. I was like, don't let them suffer. Nah, fair enough. And then there was a bit like later on where the lad goes into one of the houses and there's a dog sat there with a litter of puppy. Oh, no. You don't see it, do you? You don't see it, but then the the leader comes in and he's like, you go, I'll deal with it. And then you just see the young lad sitting outside the building. You can hear the shots going off. But obviously... But it's like, that could have very well been a reality. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. It's like, imagine having to be the one to do that. And the dog as well, it was sitting there so happy, like, look at my litter. And then all the pups just rolling around. I'm like, no, they're going to die. <laughs> but then... when you th- th- But if you think in the bigger picture, it's either that, like, quick painless death. Or they're rifed or, or, in or, agony. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was just like, oh. oh. Maybe sad now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, you can't do that. Hang on. What kind of dog? I think it was a... Uh, 
I don't know. It had like a German Shepherd-esque look to it, but it weren't a German Shepherd or anything along them lines. But do you know what I mean? It looked... I can't think what sort of dog it would have been. Um, no, I can't think on earth what it would have been. A collie or something? Yeah, so, something along them lines. Oh. Some sort of collie, yeah. I was like, oh! <laughs> so for fuck's sake! And... In it, all because that one cunt. Yeah. And to further prevent radiation leaking into the ground, all those that died from radio uh, radiation exposure were buried in their like coffins or caskets. They would then be welded shut in lead coffins, mm. and then they'd be cemented over in concrete. Because yeah. obviously, with a coffin, it eventually because it's wood, it's eventually going to rot, isn't it? Yeah, and then the radioactive body. Even if it's a skeleton, it's still going to be rife with radiation. It's going to go into the ground and poison everything. So they really made sure this shit ain't going anywhere. Which is fair enough. Still shit, though. Now, after all of this, you think, right, thank fuck that's over. In 1997, the original containment lid had already started to rust and corrode. And this was creating a radioactive dust inside the buildings. Which, when the containment lid collapsed, would have basically let all that radioactive dust out and it would have been fucked again. So in order to stop this, in 2010, the work for a new containment lid began, which baffled me when I first heard about it. Exactly. It's like, why the fuck did it take so long? It's like you're asking for it to collapse. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, in 2010, they uh, began the work on a new containment lid, which was designed to go over the original one and it would um, last for at least 100 years. Now, the th- this thing was so big and so heavy that it took until 2016 to be complete, uh, completed. And then it took seven days to move it into position. Because they built it like about, I think it was like 30 kilometers away or 300 kilometers away. And then slowly just moved it along over the thingy. Yeah. And it was that delicate of a process that the most it moved in one day was only 18 metres. And the whole thing only needed to move 300 metres. That's how careful they had to do this thing. Fucking hell. Well, if it's made out of such a strong material, you'd have thought that they'd have had like some sort of machines to bed it on. Well, yeah. To track it along. I think I think they did. I think they had like these sort of track things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was that big and heavy. They could only move it because they had to um, make sure it stayed on the track and everything. Is like move it, move it, stop. Make sure everything's okay. Yep. Because obviously, if it knocked or anything, it could have ripped it. Right. Or do you know what I mean? You imagine being like, oh, that doom, my fucking head. Like, come on, in it. <laughs> You're like, this fucker's gonna collapse any second. Yeah. Get this cunt over it. <laughs> but um, I forgot to write it down actually. But I, I think I roughly remember. The f- uh, three men foaming Brokhanov and Dyatlov were all charged with this. They were all sentenced for this shit. And there was also a guy, I can't think what his name was, but um, he was the guy that basically called out the Soviet Union on it. Because they were trying everything in their power to take the blame off of them and put it on these three gentlemen. Right. Which, yeah, okay, it was their yeah, fault. It was, yeah. And I think they were all sentenced to 100, uh, 100 hours of... No, t- 10 years of hard labour each. Yeah. And um, which I think it was their equivalent of like life imprisonment sort of thing. Right, right, right. Because I think hard labour, you know, like the whole... We see in films with the whole pickaxe and the rock breaking. I think it was some similar to that. Right, okay. 
Um, but in the program, didn't that Dyatlov die? Mm. Not the... not in the program, no. Oh, because he started spewing up and that. Didn't yeah, he? he he got really um, sick with it, right. but he didn't. It didn't kill him. Ah. Uh, well, it did later on in life. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. That's the thing with the majority of these people. If you didn't die within that 30 days, you died like so many years later. Yeah. It was going to kill you. It was going to kill you one way or another. Yeah. Um, And the... I can't think what the fucking bloke's name is. Professor, Professor Legasov. He's the one that actually called out the Soviet Union. Yeah. Because they was like, well, how did this thing explode then? Because I said, he, they done all that, but that A said vibe button. It's like, because of you lot. So because you were doing everything so cheap and easy that you added graphite tips to the fucking ends of them, that's what caused the explosion. Yeah. And they're like, you, you're contradicting yourself. And he was like one of the first, if only people, to stand up to the Soviet Union and be like, you fucked up. Yeah. And the reason he done so is because you've already seen what it can do at one plant. He said there are thousands of other plants out there with this exact same design flaw. In fact, the other three reactors at Chernobyl all fucking have them. So it's like, it needs to be dealt with. Mm. And thankfully, they did do it. But I think he was arrested and sentenced for how many years for basically calling out the yeah. um, thingy. And I think he was also, because he made these uh, recording tapes, because he killed himself, actually. Oh, really? But beforehand, he made all these like recorded tapes. And that's where the whole story came out of what happened, how they dealt with it, and how the Soviet Union tried Is to cover that the it up. Main bloke in the, pro- in the yeah. program. Right, yeah, yeah. And um, how they tried to cover it up. Mm. So if it weren't for him, they'd still probably be all squeaky clean and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the premise of Chernobyl itself. Mm. It almost went tits up again a few months ago. Because as we know with the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. Which I was going to... I was humming and hiring whether to mention it. But I thought if I'm on about Chernobyl, I've sort of got it. Yeah. So as we all know, Russia have recently invaded Ukraine. Mm. And as the Russian forces move forward through the country, um, the Ukrainian officials actually tried to plead and establish uh, Chernobyl as a no-go area for both armies. Mm. This fell on deaf ears. Obviously. Because Russia... And and to this day, there are still people working at Chernobyl, despite the fact that it, the whole plant has been deactivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their job, basically, is just to make sure everything's intact and that the maintenance is up to scratch to keep it as safe as possible. Yeah. Now, whilst the Russian forces were moving through the exclusion zones with tanks and other heavy machinery, there was actually kicking up all of the radioactive dust on the ground, causing the radiation levels to go up ten times as much as it usually does there now. So it's just... They're killing themselves. Yeah, pretty much. As we know, Russia took over the Chernobyl plant and they even took 200 workers hostage and forced them to constantly look after the site, which was the first major problem because you think these workers are scared, they're hungry and they're tired and they're being told to look after arguably the most dangerous building on the planet. Mm. Which means, obviously, if you're hungry, you're tired, you're scared, you're not like, what the fuck's going on? And you're being asked to look after something so delicate, that's most likely when a mistake's going to occur. Yeah. Now, these workers were kept hostage for 13 days. And on the 9th of March, the power actually went off at Chernobyl. Which was a problem because the power is needed to keep the air conditioning on inside the containment building where much of the spent nuclear fuel had been stored. And if the heat builds up, the, um, 
the water surrounding the spent nuclear full, uh, fuel would evaporate, which would then pick up radioactive isotopes in the spent fuel rods, which would cause a massive radiation leak inside the containment building. And then if that was ever vented or something, the whole thing would have been back to square one. It baffles me, really. Because you imagine, right, you're a Russian soldier. Mm -hmm. They say, right, you're off to Chernobyl. First, I'll be like, do what? <laughs> Thing is, apparently so many of them didn't even know what it was or what happened. Because you think the majority of the Russian oh, soldiers yeah. are so young. Yeah. They didn't have a fucking clue yeah, about I it. Yeah, I imagine they keep it all hush-hush. Yeah. With that. We all know about it because, yeah. but I suppose over there, yeah, it's like, especially as your leader of Russia was a KGB member. Yeah. But it, oh yeah, you imagine that like, like yeah, you're off to Chernobyl. Be like, hang on, what? Mm. <laughs> what the fuck? So no wonder half of these bastards are shooting themselves to get out of it. Yeah, fucking. I right. fucking would if I was being sent there, especially. So it's just he's leading his own troops to death. Yeah, isn't he? And information was also leaked that Russian soldiers the uh, Russian soldiers occupying Chernobyl actually had no idea what the hell they were dealing with. Well, no, obviously. And on the 10th of March, all the communications and monitoring systems to the outside world were cut off. Mm. Which meant that caused worldwide panic. Because I remember seeing about it on the news, like Chernobyl's gone dark, I think they said, or something yeah. like that. And obviously because it was cut off, no one had a clue what the hell was going on inside there. Mm. It was like, well, are the workers dead? Has the thing gone off again? Like, what the fuck do we do? Sort yeah. of thing. And they can't just walk in and check. Because it's occupied by Russian soldiers. Yeah. So they were really shitting themselves at this point. But thankfully, on the 14th of March, the power was back up and running. And then on the 20th of March, March, sorry, Russian forces pulled out of Chernobyl and let it go back to how things were. Thank fuck. Thank for fucking Lord. Now, nowadays, the maximum time allowed to stay at the plant is 15 days over a cu accumulated amount of time. Right, so yeah, like a few yeah. hours here, a few hours there. And this is to keep radiation exposure to save levels. But these workers had been kept hostage on site there for 24 days straight. Yeah, so they're fucked. So they're fucked as well. That's how mad this whole story is. Just yeah. people's fuck ballsing up and ignorance and everything yeah. has caused this shit. No. It's just infuriating, because I'm not a clever I'm not a clever person. Even I can see how stupid that is. It's ridiculous. And these are people running countries. Yeah. Madness. Absolute madness. Unless they see a bigger picture of what we do. But I can't... I, but if there's one thing you don't fuck with, it's Chernobyl. nuclear shit. <laughs> Especially one that's already exploded. Yeah. No, that's fucking... That's fucking... <laughs> Ridiculous. But it's like, I think they also said that the actual, the new containment laid over it, the one that was finished in 2016, I swear that was hit by a missile and dented it. And they was like, thank fuck it didn't go through it. Yeah. But it's like, just what leave twat, that alone. What twat has gone over there, right? Okay, yeah, you've been ordered to. But then what twat's given the order to shoot at the fucking yeah, thing? Yeah, just leave it. You're like, are leave you it. sick? <laughs> leave it alone. It's like leaving the gas on in your kitchen all night and then saying, go in there and spark up a fag. Yeah. It's like, you're, it's like, what the fuck do you think's going to happen? See that tin of baked beans put in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking true. <laughs> no, it weren't tin of baked beans, though. No, it was tin foil of butter. Yeah. 
But we soon realised that when oh, it started yeah. sparking, it's, it's just like, shit, get it off. <laughs> we pulled it out, like, why is it causing that? Oh, yeah, it's tinfoil, isn't it? It's fucking idiot. <laughs> we want to do is soften a bit of butter. <coughs> a bit of anchor spreadable. Oh, fucking hell. That did blow us up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. But it's, it was so easily preventable. The whole thing. The whole thing. It's so easily preventable, and people die horrible deaths. The worst kind of death, in my opinion. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather... T- Everyone knows my fear of death is burning alive. I'd rather take that than radiation burning alive. Yeah. Because your innards are just dissolving inside you. Yeah. Oh, that, that is just... That is... It's like a quick bullet in the head, bang, done. Yeah. But the thing is, they couldn't even do that. Because if they were to do it, the blood would have splattered. Yeah. And that would have... Do you know what I mean? Spread the whole it. body is just pure radiation. They can't touch it. Fucking pillow over the head. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Literally anything. That, oh, it's not even worth thinking about, is it? There's actually a scene in the um, TV show where when one of the uh, Soviet Union's hierarchy wanted to go look with uh, this Legasov fella, he wanted to fly directly over the reactor core to have a look in and the guy was like you cannot do this if you do this we'll be dead within a week and the pilot shit himself going what do i do what do i do and the bloke goes get us over that building or i'll have you shot and then best line ever to fucking deter someone this guy goes straight up to the pilot and says if you fly directly over that core i promise you by tomorrow morning you'll be begging for that bullet so he's just like nope (laughs) i was like fair fucking play mate yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> I was like fuck this shit I'm yeah not. too right <laughs> but it's like even because you end up liking him later on in the show but it's like even I was getting pissed off at this point it's like he's the fucking nuclear professor he knows what he's on about he's saying you don't fly over it you're going let's go look at a hole yeah. it's like are you thick yeah. <laughs> it's like okay the Soviet Union wanted to portray themselves as the biggest baddest hardest fuckers on the planet they weren't our thick as pig shit Oh, God, yeah. They were fucking morons. No, yeah, all brawn, no brain. Yeah. It's, well, it's like it now, though, isn't it? Well, right? yeah, true. But, fuck it. But speaking of Chernobyl, can you remember years, a few years ago now, there was a film called Chernobyl Diaries? Yeah. Have you seen it? I ain't seen it, but I've heard about it. It's got, um, he used to be a kid singer, Jesse McCartney. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said it. I remember watching it, and um, they break into Chernobyl to have a little look. Yeah, at it, but it's actually plagued with like mutants. All right. So, I thought it was quite good. It got a really shit review. Yeah, but I quite the ideas there though. Yeah, I think so. The thing is, as well, it's not. I mean, yeah, okay, the mutant side, but people breaking in—that's not uncommon because it still happens nowadays. Yeah, people are breaking in. Like, I've seen so many like influencers and shit go there just to get an Instagram selfie. It's like. Do you not realise what that's doing to your body? Yeah. It's like, I'd love to go and visit there. Yeah, I But under safe thing, do you know what I mean? And even then, I'd only probably want to stay for about an hour. If that, yeah. If that. I just want to look at it and be like, mad, right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that for, um, if we get big enough. I'm well up for that. Yeah, we'll go there be like, right, this is Chernobyl, lot of shit happened here, right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to stay here. Yeah. It's like, you've seen a um, Burnt Chips video where he goes there. No. He, he went with like, um, like the legal way to do it and everything. It's fucking mad. There was even they ended up staying at um some grandmother's house who went back there to live the rest of her days out there. She's like, This was my home when I was a kid. I'm I lived here. I grew up here, sorry, I'm dying here. 
And uh, they was having like a Christmas dinner there and everything. Yeah. I was like, fucking fair play. Yeah, oh, fucking right. But st- still. Yeah. I love my house. Don't love it that much. No, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, so I know. But that's what so many people forget as well was like, not only just in Pripyat, but all around the surrounding area, mm. so many people had to just up and leave their home, not having a clue why, yeah. and they've never been able to never go back. Returned. They got pictures there. Yeah, got... everything. Yeah. It was like when, um, like on that Burnt Chips video, you go, when he goes in there, and there's like writing on like classroom blackboards, there's like dolls there, swings, all that sort of shit. Mm. Like even the fairground ride. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. whole fairground was actually meant to open the next month. Oh, right. So it never, ever got opened. The only time that thing was ever used was during a testing thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like just something eerie about it. Yeah. When you look at it, it's like it should have been a happy place. and it's it never. Even... Yeah. Yeah, it's a right ghost town. Oh, that does intrigue me. Yeah. Have that uh, one. I've always been fascinated with this. I think mainly it did come from Call of Duty, where you yeah, play that mission yeah, when yeah, you've yeah. got to go there. But then when I got older and found out what the fuck actually happened mm. and you're like, Jesus Christ and how dangerous it was and how, like you said, easily preventable it could have been and yeah. all of that. It's like... But like you say, like it's uninhabitable for 20,000 years. You know, that, that's insane. Just think, 20,000 years ago, we were cavemen. 20,000 in the future, God knows. Yeah. If humans are even about still then, you just don't know. But, but no, that is... Just crazy. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Really is insane. From one man's fuck up. Yeah. That just shows that there's some stuff. And I just find it so ironic as well that the whole thing, like you said, one man's fuck up, but the whole thing was because of a safety test of all things. Yeah, I know. A safety test fucks this all up. Yeah. And for graphite tips. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck's sake. It's just so many design flaws. You're like, yeah. how dumb are you? But, but fair play to that one guy that rectified it all, because otherwise it could have very happened again tomorrow, for all we know. Yeah, yeah, that could have happened a number of times. We might, yeah. yeah, we might have all been killed by yeah. it. So. Well, like I said, Chernobyl almost wasn't the first. Mm. So yeah, it's like, Helingrad and there's been, yeah, there's been a few others. Yeah. Like, that is fucking crazy. I think, well, didn't China have a meltdown not that long ago? Yeah, it was, not, yeah, it was nothing, well, nothing nowhere near this, no. but... Yeah, it was just yeah, it was a minor. But it's like, like in, minor but in modern technology and everything, that still would be dangerous. Do you know what I yeah. mean? A minor meltdown. Oh god, yeah, yeah. So yeah. back then, it's like yeah. no wonder this cunt nearly wiped out half of Europe. Yeah, and it fucking <laughs> that you you can't really like imagine it really like how c- catastrophic it was going to be. Yeah, because obviously, yeah, like you said, like you think of how. Catas- uh, catastrophic it was that was almost not even remotely like a scratch what, to the surface what of what it been. very well could have been yeah like and almost that. win if it weren't for like all them brave just Hard courageous fuckers. fuckers that are like nah <laughs> we're not having it we're saving our yeah. children we'll it's like it. fair fucking play yeah they laid their hearts on the line yeah and yeah People like that, they always have my yeah. respect. Which is why, I know, okay, yeah, it's their country, but it also makes sense why the Klitschko brothers are so heartfelt on defending Ukraine now. Yeah. Because it's like, if their well, father yeah, was that... willing to put his life on the line to save the world... It's like Ukraine in, in a hole. Well, y- well, yeah. How they're doing it. Like the, like the president. I fucking love that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I fucking honestly, if if I ever meet him, he'll never have to drink buy a drink. No, <laughs> no, too right. Because for someone who's meant to be, who could easily hide behind a door, mm-hmm. he's out there on that front line. He is a fucking legend. All of them. It's yeah. like fair fucking play. And it's like I've seen seen like videos of like the fathers like hug, like hugging and kissing their wives and kids before putting them on a train so mm-hmm. they can get away and they're staying. You've got to be some sort of fucking... You've got to be a hard, hard man yeah. to do that. Because you just know that could very well be the last time you see, see him. See him. And the thought of that is just heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely but heartbreaking. It, but like I was getting at it makes sense when you look at what their parents or grandparents or whatever went through with Chernobyl. Yeah. It's like, if they're willing to do that, I'm, I'm willing to this. fucking stand it. Yeah. But because as well, you look at even the even bigger picture. They did that like all these people stopped Chernobyl but who was at fault the Soviet Union mm. what's happening now Russia it's like you can't have tried to fuck us up before yeah. you ain't doing it again so it's like fair fucking play take yeah. my hat off any Ukrainians listening or anyone I fucking take my hat off to the lot 100%, of you 100% and we're not saying that all Russians are bad <laughs> no because the majority of the Russian public didn't want no. this the majority of the Russian soldiers didn't want this no like, yeah, we're not we're not slandering all of Russia. No, it's just the people that's that's controlling. Yeah, us. it's the people in charge. Yeah, they're the ones that are the arseholes. Here. Yeah, hundred percent. But no, no, Russian no. Russian people, fair play because yeah. you don't want it just as much as Ukraine don't. No, but obviously Ukraine are the ones that are doing that are putting their lives on the line yeah. to save their country. It's like fair fucking play. Yeah, it's almost like. You get a modern day look at what it was like for our grandparents and that during the Second World War. Yeah. It's almost like a look in their eyes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's exactly like they right. done that. They defended their country mm. and they're doing the exact same thing. It's like, do you know what? Fair fucking play. Yeah. Because um, I remember my man telling me about um, his dad. Like, he didn't have to go to war. No. He could have, because uh, my great great granddad, he had um, lorries. He had like tipper lorries and yeah. stuff like that, and he didn't have to go. But he said, "Nah, the boy, all my boys are going. I'm fucking, I'm going. fucking going." To have that kind of mentality, it's insane. To say like, "No, nah, I'm not leaving my mates behind. I'm going, even though I could very well not come back." I mean, thank God he did. Yeah, obviously, because I'm here. Well, but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for, that you've got to have some mentality. You really have. That, that it just goes to show when you see like it pisses me off when you see it like, on Facebook and that where you got like your parents or whatever sharing stupid fucking pictures but at the same time they're right where it's like there's such a massive difference between this generation and yeah. the last oh yeah, yeah 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 they were just a different breed oh 100% 100% like they they stood for what was right and what was wrong to exactly. then have twats like that that cunt in fucking Texas about to shoot exactly. Yeah, bang it on. Just shows like where where have we gone wrong? Yeah, do you know? It's what like I mean? they like, put their lives down on the line, and not just through the World War, but through things like Chernobyl or things like Ukraine. They're doing it because they obviously a want us their country to be safe, but b they want a place safe for their children. Yeah, it's almost like when you look at things like you said with that guy that done the shooting and that. It's almost like we're spitting in their face. Yeah, it's like you did this, so we have the right to do this. And now we're going to just shove it back in your face yeah. and do the polar opposite. It's yeah. like, at this rate, when you see shit like that, it's like, Hitler might as well have won. Yeah. He might as well have. 
Yeah, it can't yeah. get fucking worse. No, because well, just, I mean it can, but you know what I'm yeah, getting. I know at. exactly what you're saying because like, we're just doing it to ourselves. Exactly, and it, 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 it's it's just sad. Like I remember, like even today, like I was speaking about like text shooting with my sister and that. And I mean, I've got my, my niece and everything yeah. who, who I adore. And, like she has me in tears nearly every time I see her because I, I treat her like she's my own. Yeah. And my sister got really emotional, like about like what happened. Mm. She just can't comprehend the thought of that, that happening to her. Yeah, and even I've got it choked up. Yeah, it's, it's just because if anything, it's happened, not it's not far from reality. No, Do you know no, what I mean? The, is, it's the it's the simple fact is of a country we were born in. Mm. If you was born in US, that very well could have happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's so mad to think. And, it's it is uh, it it kind of makes me scared to have kids. Yeah, it makes me scared to have kids because then there's always that chance that like, even like with England, like there's such like a like a gang thing. Yeah, well, yeah, like you just said. Um, I'm so thankful. Like I just said, with um being born in this country, even born in like a town like here, yeah, and not being born in somewhere like London where it's just rife with like the whole postcode wars and all that shit. Yeah, stabbing each other over where you live. It's yeah. like what the actual fuck. And it's just yeah, it's the thought like every day like getting that phone call, something's happened. It's it's terrifying. Really, it really is. Like I'm at the minute, I'm very. I'm I'm being ignorant is bliss because I think that won't happen. Yeah, but in reality, and I think everyone is. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I don't think that's unnatural because you can't go through life fearing what could happen because then you're not going to live in your life. No, exactly. That's why when you see so many people say live your life to the fullest because you really never know. No, whether it's a murder, whether it's a car accident, whether it's a fucking nuclear disaster. Yeah, it can just go like that. Yeah. You gotta live every day like it's your last, mm-hmm. and I think since COVID, I have really tried to do that. Yeah, that's been a major wake up call. Yeah, I have really tried. Let's like say when during lockdown and that, like I, I had eight weeks off work, mm-hmm. and the first two weeks buzzed. Yeah, because I, I thought I'm actually because people who know me, I've always worked since I was a little kid. Yeah, I've always had my hands. I've always been doing something. Yeah. But then having them two weeks where I could literally do fuck all, I was buzzing. Yeah. Because I actually, like, but then out of that, that's when fucking demons started knocking. Boys. Yeah. Really fucking bad. And to get that phone call to say, get, come back to work, it was honestly like winning the fucking lottery. Yeah. Just to, just to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just be, it was it was such a weird thing being trapped in your house. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it was nice during the first lockdown, like summer, so we'd go in the gardens and that. But that's the time where you want to be at the pub with your mates or you want to have yeah. barbecues and shit like that. You can't do none no. of, you couldn't do none of that. Honestly, that was one of the worst bits. I couldn't see you no. or any of the others. Because even though we, like, all of us, us lot, we all, like, done a FaceTime, like, group it chat and thing. It just weren't the same, not even remotely. No, it weren't the same. We tried, but it just, that I, was easy. I remember... Up. Clear as day, the first time we all met up after lockdown and we all just hugged each other. Yeah. And it was one of the warmest embracing feelings I've ever oh, had in I my know. life. I nearly fucking raw. Isn't it? You're like... I'm not ashamed to say it. I mean, I'm like, I wouldn't say I give off like that kind of thing, but I was probably <laughs> like, like a ma- a, not a manly man, like, but... You yeah, know I know what you like mean. A man's man. Yeah. Like, you know, like, ah, fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. Honestly, at that point, seeing my boys, I could have raw. Yeah. It was just like, because as well, I think, yeah, okay, we was in lockdowns and things, but there was still that point of, you still had that, like, 
thing in the back of your mind was like, I might never see them again because if they get it, they could potentially die. Because we didn't have a vaccine back then no, either. That's right. So it's yeah. like, if they get it, they could die from that. I may never see them again. I always have that fear as well because I'm a bit overweight. And yeah, I, same. And we're heavy smokers. Yeah. And, that, and I'm thinking, I was if thinking, I get it, I'm fucked. Yeah. Royally I'm, fucked. I'm proper fucked. And I thought, if I, yeah, so it was just that fear. And I had that, even when we could meet up, I still had that fear. Yeah. Of, I don't want to get it. I don't yeah. Get it. Well, it was like, literally, I know it was um, compulsory. But even literally, if I was just going, taking my dog for a walk, I still wore a mask. Yeah. I was like, I am not risking getting yeah, this fucker. And like, thing... just lather yourself in bloody sanitizer and everything. Yeah. You're like, I'm not taking that risk. It's only been like the last few months where I've stopped doing it. Yeah, same. Really has. And like, thank God we've got these uh, vaccines. Yeah. Boosters. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They haven't been 100% squeaky clean. No, of course they haven't. But, but what vaccine isn't? No, that is, that is a that is true, but it is that's saved humanity. Yeah, way. it really has. It's and the fact me. as well, I think this was mad as well because yeah, okay, we've had bird flu, we've had swine flu, we've Ebola. had the, Ebola and that. But how worldwide this was, and how quick it went worldwide. Yeah, it was so mad. Like a hundred percent, our kids or grandkids are going to learn about this in school. Yeah, hundred percent. And to fact, it's like when you think. Well, so I think most people, when they went to school, they learned about like World War Two and things like that. And then you think, my grandparents lived through that, mm. and and to think that our kids or whatever are going to learn about COVID and things like that, and we've lived through that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, and like wait, so with Ukraine, even probably like school shootings, yeah, stuff like that, they'll probably have to learn stuff like that. Of course, that. my sister does. Yeah. When she was, I, I think it's the same for Clarkson. I don't know if they've done it fully yet, but when she was at um, Ramnuff, which is a primary school slash elementary school, they had to learn about what to do if the, if the school went into lockdown for a, a shooter or whatever. In fact, they um, done a lockdown routine because there was a rumour going about that someone was around the area with a gun. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the school went into lockdown. They messaged like my mum and all the parents saying, "Okay, school's gone into lockdown. Don't panic. Everything's secure." And um, I remember asking my sister, and she said, "I was like, well, what did you have to do?" They said, "Well, they locked all the doors, they pulled all the blinds down, and they made us hide under all the desks." And they said they um, put the like the teachers' desk they made by the door, mm. and basically just hid under all the desks. I was like, "That's fucking terrifying." Yeah, because I never had to do that no. sort of shit at school. No, no, no. And it's like, if they're having to do that, what the fuck's it going to be like in the future with our kids yeah. and that? It's like, it's fucking insane. The thing is, because they're so innocent, they just think it's like a game. Yeah. They don't know the severity of no. it. No. I don't think in my time at school, okay, yeah, we trained for it, like practice drills and that, but I don't even think there was a genuine fire alarm once at my school. No. I think we had once, and that was uh, that was only a kitchen fire. Yeah. See, we, we had nothing like that. Okay, no. Yeah, like, we did practice drills, what school doesn't. Uh, or you get like twats who kept doing it. Oh, breaking the fucking alarms Honestly, and shit. Honestly, we had one day, and I think it was like a, a country record of how many times. Really? Yeah, because it kept, it kept, it went like twice every lesson. Oh fuck and me! We had a Fifty minute lesson, so it's twice every time. And then in the afternoon, we had like this big assembly about how serious about yeah. it is. Soon as we've walked out, got hit. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> and, I, and I just remember hearing the teacher who done like the, the presentation. Yeah. Just scream. <laughs> <laughs> That's a proper, like, fuck you. And now it's like, it, it baffles. Like, yeah, okay, like you just said with that sort of story. 
when your kids, okay, you're funny around, you play about, do you know what I mean? What kid don't? But when you're growing up now at our age, just like, and you look at back look at how back. severe all this shit is, and protection-wise and everything. Yeah. It's like there was the schools were fucking like in London's and places like that with metal detectors in. Yeah. Because kids are taking knives into school. It's like, what happened? No. When did this become the norm? Exactly. Like when I was a kid, I was always brought up. If you're gonna have a fight, use your fist. Yeah. Straight up. And when the man go, when the lad goes down, you let him get that cut. It was it. almost like old traditional traveller esque. Mm. Where do you know what I mean? It was like you had your differences. If you couldn't solve it, you had a fight. Like you said, you let him get back up. You keep going until one of you gives up or one of you's not that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day you'd be like, best mates. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The it's... loser buys a winner a pint. Yeah. That was it, yeah. That's the that's the right way. Yeah, that's it the really is. Way. I mean, I'm not saying fight is a good thing. It's no, not, of course it's not. If, like, if otherwise... that's the only reason why you could think you're going to solve it... Then fair enough. Because... But use your fucking fists, mate. Yeah. If you can't use your fists, you're a pussy. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, fucking right. You're exactly right. If you go anywhere with a weapon, and, not, and the problem is, like, so many people, especially, like, in London with knives and that, they always say it's because of protection and that. Mm. But then the statistics show that you're more likely to be stabbed with your own weapon than yeah. you are to someone else to stab you. Yeah. Because the problem is, I can't remember, it was in a film or a TV show, I saw it. It's like, you go out with a knife, someone's going to come looking for you with a knife. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're always... Because... It's a catch-22. Mm. It's like, well, he's got a knife to protect himself. If he's going to use it on me, I'm going to fucking have a knife to use on him. Mm. And and that's how it just it just rolls and it's rolls and rolls and rolls. And it, I could see it in a few years where guns are going to come back. That's, that's the sad reality of it is. Yeah, it really is. It is going to start going like that. And then then Because what? even though, okay, it's difficult to get a gun here legally... Still not hard to get one illegally. No, there's still... everyone knows some fucker that can get hold of something. Yeah, that's right, and it's it is fucking scary, really. It is. It's terrifying. Mm. So I'm glad we live in such a rural little town. Yeah, where shit like that. Yeah, okay, we have. I don't. I don't think we've ever in my lifetime had had a proper gun problem. There's no one been like going about shooting or anything like that. No, we've had knives and stuff. Yeah, like there's that, been like... knife crime and things like that, but there's never been. It, it recurs not rarely, but do you know what I mean? It's not common. No. Like it, you can go months, if not years, without having one. Then out of nowhere, there'd be like a few here or there. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's it's just uh blissful not not blissful what's the word i'm looking for quite easing knowing where we live that it's not that common yeah yeah it's yeah. like if you live in a major city i dread to think what the fuck is like i couldn't do it i couldn't do it but for them it's their way of life isn't it? yeah it's all they're they... used to it and and the sad sadness of it is as well the nine times out of ten it's because of poverty and yeah. shit because they can't get jobs and things like that and then you see all these fucking gangs, well, wannabe gangster, hard bastards walking about, and they're like, you know, they've got the big chains and the nice cars and all that shit. Give it, they... And you think, I want that. It's, it's a grooming thing, isn't it? Mm. You think, I want that. It's like, well, come under my wing, and before you know it, you'll fucking have it. Yeah. Little do you know what you're about to fucking do. Mm. This is what you have to do, yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's fucking, it's fucked, mate. The world's fucked. It really People is. People are fucked. It really, really is. And it get you, like, I know we. We've gone a bit off topic, but you could go take it back to fucking Chernobyl. 
like the people there were fucked. Like yeah. the people in charge of that, they were fucked. Gabbard get in charge of Soviet Union, like they, they were fucked. Yeah. What they done to Belarus? Exactly. Fucked. That's disgusting. And it, even it, even on like a smaller scale, like what we what we've been having to go through with uh, with cities and like the Texas. Yeah. It's just fucked. It's Isn't like where? I've said it. So I've been saying it ever since the terrorist attack in Paris. This world needs a fucking reset button. It really does. Be- I thought I was the same with Paris and with the Ariana Grande concert. Mm. Which, oh, mate. And that was five years ago the other day, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I remember fucking when, when that happened, I was I was distraught. I was, I was disgusted. But, and, um, and I mean Ariana Grande. She, I mean she's she's quite young still, but yeah. she was younger then, <clears throat> and she was devastated. Like I've so, but like, but then Jason Manford said, "Don't be so heartbroken. No, like, you gave them kids the best the best thing. They, yeah, they, they could go." But to. then, like I said, with everything that, whenever something happens to the worst humanity, it always shows you the best. Yeah, because uh, Ariana Grande could have easily gone away, felt sorry for herself, and just do you know what I mean? Yeah. Within a week, she'd organised that massive concert. Yeah. And, and, and got everyone involved with it, as many people as they can. I mean, for fuck's sake, they got Liam Gallagher involved. Yeah, yeah. Ariana Grande got Liam Gallagher <laughs> to do a concert. Yeah. Whenever else in life would that happen? It was in Manchester. It had to. Yeah. But it, like you said, it does bring, it gives you hope as well. Like, at a time when you hate humanity, yeah. they just bring it back and they think it's not that bad. Whenever it, it was that Manchester one, especially, I remember they had um, a minute silence in like the town centre for all the like victims and everything. And some guy started just randomly singing, only quietly, Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Mm. And before you know it, the entire city yeah. was singing it. Yeah, no, and it's yeah. like, yeah. Made your hairs on the back of your neck stand. Yeah, you're like, yeah. That's that's the human race you want to represent. Yeah. That's the fucking people where you look at you like I love this planet. Yeah. And then you got cunts like that guy in Texas. Yeah. That thinks, why do we bother? I just the, the human mentality intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to look. look I've been trying to think like being in his eyes. He got in that classroom, and he looked at them kids. It's crying, screaming, and he thought, I'm gonna shoot these. What made him think that? Like, it's just fucking... It's fucked. It really is. Like, it, it's, it's getting me fucking angry just mm. thinking about it. Like, what? Like, there's no words... I, I, I don't know. You don't know what to say, do you? It's just disgusting. And... Uh, it's fucked. There's always some dark fuckers in the world. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. It's just... Absolutely. it is. It's just a case of you've got to live your life of being... The without saying it fucking preachy, but the light will outshine the dark. Mm. You've just, just always darks before the dawn. Yeah, you've always got to look at yeah. the better things in life because otherwise you are going to drive yourself to insanity if you just focus the world yeah. on darkness. And that's why I rarely watch the news. Yeah, because it's so just dark and gloomy and that's horrible. Same soaps. Yeah, I know some soaps. I get like I don't watch any soaps myself, but I get some of the storylines are doing because it's getting awareness, awareness out there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, fair enough. But then when you see them doing the same thing time and time and time and time again, you're just like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's just depressing. Just one and done. That's all you need. Get yeah. it out there. People know about it. And, yeah, and it's done. Have some fucking good things happen. Isn't it? 
because oh, it's. I mean, you want dark shows and things like that. There's shows already out about that yeah. sort of thing. I, you got your Walking Dead, okay, zombies, but it's still a post-apocalyptic world. You've got Game of Thrones, families killing each other left, right, and center. You've got Sopranos for bad. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's TV shows for every single thing. But so many like soaps and TV shows nowadays, it's just so dark and depressing. And you're like, for fuck's sake, yeah. what happened to a good old-fashioned Only Fools and Horses? Yeah, exactly. That is exactly it. What happened to a good old-fashioned sitcom? Yeah, where it's, you can you get in from work or whatever, you sit there, have your tea or dinner, whatever you fucking call it, <laughs> and you put that on and you just feel happy. Yeah, even if you've good. seen that episode, like I've seen every episode of All Only Fools and Horses oh, ten times over. Yeah, easily. And they still kill me to this day yeah. because it's like just comical genius yeah, and is. you just feel good about yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And they need to bring something like that. Yeah. Back. I mean, they've tried a lot of in-betweeners, Gavin and Stacey, um, Friday night dinner they just, for me personally they've just, they just never hit, hit I think without upsetting people I think it's because the world's gone too PG you yeah. can't get away with that sort of shit you no. look at uh, our generation especially if you're in the UK we have things like Little Britain yeah. <laughs> everyone loved that show yeah. and no one ever thought myself as a black man when you see him doing blackface or do you know what I mean or yeah. mentioning Black people in a drug. I never once thought you racist cunts. I thought you funny fuckers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you weren't so you weren't so. I hate to say him, but you weren't so snowflakey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do not just want to look at him as like seriously piss off. Yeah. It's like there's a limit. I've, I've always said it like, um, life's. 20 years ago was so far one way where it was like male orientated and it was this and you know okay you had racist remarks and all that sort of shit and we've tried to rectify it so much that we've backflipped and gone the other way yeah that we've gone too far the other side of the spectrum where you can't even say cunt without upsetting someone yeah no and you're like what the fuck happened yeah that is it yeah you get worried just what to say yeah yeah. I mean, it pisses me off. I have some people, and I know they don't mean it, like, how it comes across. But I've had people, like, when we've been at the pub and that, and, like, that, someone will say, oh, you black fucker, or something like that. And anyone knows me, I've had, I've grown up with racist remarks from that. Okay, yeah, it's not nice, but I've grown up with it where I'm like, you could call me any name under the sun, and I wouldn't bat an eyelid. I just be like, yeah, well done. I just be like, yeah, well done. 10 out of 10 for observation, I am black. Right, nice one, move on. Yeah, yeah. Won't let it dwell on me. But... It pisses me off more when I, where there's people in the pub or people come up and it's like, oh, that don't offend you, does it? Or, 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 or what should I call you? What do you prefer? Do you prefer black or do you think that's racist? It's just like, fuck off. You're <laughs> pissing me off more than it would if someone come in and said, well, go on, nigga. <laughs> it's like, you're pissing me off more, mate. Stop belittling me. I'm yeah. still a fucking human being. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's right, mate. Nah, I don't, I don't think it's so. I think if anyone, like, tried to be racist, you just, like, Especially how quick you are, you'd make them want yeah. to kill themselves. <laughs> That's what I, I remember. The, like I said, the last time someone was actually proper racist to me, I, I, I can't remember what he called me. I think it was just like, you black cunt or something. When was this? Oh, ages ago. Oh. Like, ages and ages ago. But I think I just remember just going, nah, I'm not black. Am yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. Just looking at my skin like. Made him look right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there's no point rising to it because then they win. Yeah. It's the, it's the old common terminology with bullies mm. it's like people say stand up to a bully it's like yeah okay you can stand up to a bully and you should but then you're probably going to get your head kicked in mm. 
just don't let it get to you. No. I know it's easier said than done, but the, the minute you learn to have a thick skin, your life becomes so much easier because uh, nothing can get to you. 100%. Nothing in the slightest can get to you. Yeah. Because you're just like, right, all you're doing is proving to everyone around you that you're a massive knob. Yeah. It's like, you're not affecting me. I'm not going to go home crying to my mum saying, why is life so bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be like, yeah, yeah, cool, yes. You right call on. me a nigger. I am a nigger. Well done. <laughs> Run along. Like, what do you want me to do? Fucking hit you? Yeah. What, what, what's that going to solve? Yeah, exactly. But I'd, I'd say... There's too many, like, extremist sides. Yeah. The whole left be the right. Yeah. So what happens to just humans yeah why why is there a left the whole thing with the left and the right pisses me off because they don't care either way mm. the right is saying they want it because it's the old way and our way and blah 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 if you don't like it fuck off and the left way is saying do you not realize you're just being racist and misogynist and bigots and all that sort of thing but it's like you don't really care either side of you do you no, you think... just want to win one up on the other ones yeah. that's all it wants you want a retaliation from them yeah it's a, yeah, it's just trying to go on the high horse. Yeah, it's like, fucking just settle down, realise that you're all the same people, you've all got the one life, you're all gonna li- you've all lived, you're all gonna die, mm. you all still need to eat, you all still need to drink, just get on with your life. Yeah. Stop being so melodramatic about exactly. every little fucking thing that happens. Exactly. And if them sort of situations were resolved, I think it would then end up as a domino effect, where you wouldn't have so many, i.e. like, shootings, you wouldn't have so many stabbings, you wouldn't have so many of all this other thing yeah because people would actually get along yeah you look at places countries like um sweden or new zealand or places switzerland Switzerland, places like that when was the last time you heard of a mass shooting in switzerland or sweden or or a big racist movement in any of them countries it never happens no because they're all just do you know what i mean i live my life you live your life do whatever you want happy days we all get on lovely jubbly yeah Oh, fucking too, right? I'd love to go to places like that. Mm. Just, yeah, see different ways of living. And It's incredible. Yeah, because in, in Switzerland or Finland or somewhere like that, it's like the safest place to live. Yeah. I think um, one of them as well, I think it's, I think it might be Finland or something like that, got the longest life expectancy as well. Yeah. Well, one of them, because yeah. I think China's got the longest. Have they? Uh, apparently. How, I don't know. Have they? But... Mm. They haven't got the life, long, uh, life expectancy, but the average age of life is up to 100. Oh, yeah. In one of them. It's like, it's very, very rare if you don't reach 100 in one of them countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. But yeah, what we're saying here, like, we've been given a chance by the brave people of Chernobyl. Yeah. Just live it. Just live your life. And not just Chernobyl. Don't... Every disaster, every yeah. terrorist attack, everything... People have done something, maybe not to prevent it, but they've done something to battle against it, yeah. shall we say. And all you're doing, especially with like the world wars and all that sort of thing, they're laying down their life Don't let them die for you vain. to live yours. Mm-hmm. And you, like you just said, you let them die in vain. Exactly. Fucking live your life to the fullest because you exactly. never know when you're, when you're at the big pearly gates or whatever, do you really want to look back and go, huh, what the fuck did I do in my life? Exactly. That's Whereas exactly if you go, right. I lived every day how I wanted I love, to. Yeah, I you I want to lay there on my deathbed or whatever. I think I've loved my life. Yeah, I wouldn't have changed a single even the darkest moments of my life. Yeah. I wouldn't have changed a single one because it's made me the person I am today. Yeah. I've had a fucking good good laugh. I've had a good crack. 
I'm pleased I've, I've lived my life like. Exactly. I think that's why I've been so pleased with, like, with us getting this, like doing this podcast and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Because for so long, I've I, I, I love for cryptozoology, especially and all things creepy, but cryptozoology it's such like a taboo subject. Yeah. If if I go to like anyone like would say normal, but like say like yeah, I think there could be a bigfoot out there. They look at you like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I always say kept that to myself, mm. kind of thing. Like I was always a bit like, until one day I just went, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, it's uh, it's what I like. Yeah, it's what I want to do. It makes if me you, me. Yeah, if you don't like it, well, it's not your fucking problem, is it? No, it's like let leave me to live my life. Yeah. Why should you have a problem with what I enjoy? And yeah, and I was like, I was, I was getting down. I was getting really down, like especially at the start of the year this year. Mm-hmm. I, I was get hitting a really like low spell. And with then getting like starting this podcast, it's gave me it's gave me my drive back. Yeah, it's gave me my my, my, my love for living. Yeah, like, I love I love life at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I, f- I owe it to this podcast, but and I owe, I owe it to you, my boy. I owe it to all my boys and my my beautiful girlfriend, who's soon to be wife. Yeah, and and like now I'm gonna live my life. To the full, yeah. You got to. You you have to. There's no two ways about yeah, it. Yeah, because there could be another Chernobyl. There could be exactly. There could you be just another... don't know what's around. No one three years ago could have predicted COVID. No, no one. Who's to say? Well, there's already this monkeypox virus going about. Yeah. Who's to say there ain't in the next couple of years going to be another major thing? Yeah. And this one, hopefully not, but it could wipe out the majority of the planet. Yeah, exactly. You just don't know. You just got to. Yeah, but it's no point dwelling on it. No point thinking about it. No, I think every, your life is going to be hunky dory. Yeah, of course. And go for it until it happens. Then you fucking deal yeah. with it. And no one, no one's life's not going to have stumbling blocks. There's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be hurdles. Oh, hundred percent. It's how you get up and deal with it. Oh, uh, That's the yeah. true aspect of life. We've we both in our own ways. We've had fucking plenty of them. Exactly. <laughs> I've had plenty. We could have a whole. We can have a whole podcast each talking yeah. about our fucking life history. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, and but like fucking just now, it's it's made us who we are. Yeah. And I'm at that point now. If people don't like that. I go fuck themselves. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. In it. Whereas like I think back a few years ago and I'm like, oh, do you know what I mean? Feeling sorry for myself. Let me get my mini violin out. Yeah. And now I think, no, do you know what? If anyone don't like me. I couldn't give a rat's yeah. ass. Because I mean, the people like, that do like me, great. You like me, I like you. Simple as that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because I mean, I mean, for both of us. I mean, because of how the image is now of a man of a person, mm-hmm. we're not that. Let's be honest. No, I'm a bit chunky and everything. Like, I could, but and there was a time I was right fucking. You know that bit in Austin Powers with Fat Bastard? Yeah. When he said, I'm sad because I eat, but I eat because I'm sad. sad, yeah. I relate to that so yeah. much because I do do that. When I feel shit about myself, yeah. I eat. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I have to go have a word myself. Yeah, you're like, I go, you fat cunt. Yeah. Look at you. Look at the state of you. Sort yourself <laughs> out. And then I go and have a Big Mac. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I don't help myself. No. I, and I've had that, like, a few people who I've like, either worked with in the past or. Or people I've known, they like drilled that into me. Like, what even are you? You're never gonna be happy in life. Yeah. You get like shredded. And now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I have got a bit of a gut. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, and that, and that's not. 
taking the piss out of people that are shredding them out because yeah. that's your passion. If you're an avid gym goer and you want yeah. to be like ripped and like look like a Greek god or whatever, if that's your passion, that's what you want to do. Fair fucking play. Yeah, just yeah. It's, but it's like shame. Yeah, it's like you. That doesn't give you the right to ridicule me mm. because of how I look. Same as it doesn't give me the right to ridicule you how you look. No. Yeah, because I mean, when I was 18, 19, I was a big gym goer. Yeah. I was, I got quite fucking, like, decent shape. Yeah. I wrote some places, then relationships happened, and <laughs> I was able to drive a KFC boy, <laughs> and it all went tits up. <laughs> but, um, and sometimes I look back on them pictures, I'm like, fucking hell, if I kept up to it, I could, look, I could be different. Yeah. But then as well, I wouldn't be me then. No. And I like who I am. Yeah, then. exactly. Exactly. You know, I've got, so I've got some of the bestest mates anyone could ever ask. Yeah. For, and I'd, I would die for my boys. Yeah. I'd have to 100%. Die. And, but, and that's just being me, being, me being me. Yeah. It's not me being a fucking, like, either Eddie Hall or, like, you know. Like Thor or Thor something or like something. that, yeah. It's just me. Yeah. Just, me, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it's like, also look at, because I always say you got to look at positives rather than negatives. And, like, when I think back, when I was, like, real bad with anxiety and I never went out, or, like, when you boys went clubbing, or when you went to Bulgaria, and I was meant to go. And I've always said that's the biggest regret I've had in my life. Mm. But at the same time, I don't think I'd be where I am now if I didn't have that moment. Because now it's like, I used to be, I'd say anxiety, but I wouldn't say frightened Mm. in that sense, but, like, anxiety frightened of even going to places like the pub like we do. Yeah, and I'm so glad I did because we've met some really good mates there. Yeah, we have. Yeah, some of some of the best mates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, top people. To, to people that a few years ago, in my old self, I wouldn't have even bothered fucking thinking twice about. No, do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, you're a twat, and walked yeah. off. Yeah. Not saying they are. No, I'm no, just saying. Do you know what mean, I mean? You, you look you at mean. someone and you think twat. Yeah, if you don't already know them. Yeah, yeah you just yeah, think, yeah. oh fuck off. Yeah. Now, yeah, they're fucking brilliant. The lot of them. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's mad how life does that to you yeah and I just and I think like, even though like, like, again we're going off topic but like you, you can always relay it to stuff like that because what it could have been like yeah exactly and now how it is you just you have got to enjoy it you really do because you just don't know like I could go to work Monday hit a cable and blow up yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean it's, it's little stuff like that yeah but and I'm not worried about it because I just know at that moment of time I thought, well, I'm good at it. Yeah, exactly. While I've been in, so. and that also shows as well. Going off that, the whole live life to the fullest thing. Mm. Because if fragments sake, say like that happened, and we weren't doing this podcast, but we had it in like the plans because we were planning on it for yeah, a year. Yeah. So let's say we were still planning on it. I would have then sat there and thought, fuck, we never got to do that, mm. and now we never will. But if that happened now, yeah. obviously I'd still be fucking heartbroken. Yeah. But it'd be a case of at least we did it. Yeah. At least it may not. You'd have, have to carry it on. Though. Of course I fucking would. <laughs> and vice versa. If I yeah, popped yeah. it, I'd want you to fucking carry it on. Oh yeah. I wouldn't know what fucking who to talk to though. <laughs> 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 but no, like if you want to get anything out of this podcast, what we've done today, even though we've done it on a tragic event, what happened at Chernobyl, mm-hmm. but what got is the people that helped it that like stopped it in a way yeah gave their lives and they li- they must have lived life to the full to be able to have that mentality to do to that. do that 
So just do it. Just fucking too, right? I'm not going to go fuck a Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Make your dreams come true! <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go all that. But just, you know, just, yeah. just enjoy yourself. Enjoy life. You've got There's one. one job, not even just from this episode, but from every episode. Just enjoy life. Yeah. Please, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And enjoy this podcast. Yeah, too right. <laughs> <laughs> do that more, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that wraps it up for this one. Yeah, I think if we don't... if, if if we're not podcasters, that we should motivational. Speech. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> but then if the thing is right, if anyone met us or like our mates are like that know the true us, mm. <laughs> they'd be like, nah. <laughs> motivational speakers, you're mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think we're we're all joking at, but when someone needs us, oh, we're there like a shot. Yeah, like we've always said, we're like the big brothers, me and you. Yeah, we're always at like that shoulder. Yeah, someone needs to have a tear. We're always that bit of advice, what we can give. Yeah. We'll always be like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, that's and I'm fucking one. proud to be that as oh, well. 100%. I buzz off it. And that's to even our listeners. Yeah. You know, like if you just, you, even if you don't want to reply, if you just want to have a little vent. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck just it. do it. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to share it. We're no, not of course we're not. We're not that way inclined. You know, because it's just such, it is a fucked world. It is. And Everyone it, needs that someone to talk to. Yeah. Especially and even now. if you can't talk to your family or your friends, like like Ed said, if you can't talk to your family or your friends or there's no one for to talk to, just message us. Mm. If you want a reply of us, we'll more than happily reply. If not, if, you if not, just, just to get it out, just your to get out your system. Yeah, because it ain't going anywhere. But no. if you want it to go on the podcast, we'll oblige. But if you don't, that's yeah. your prerogative. We won't put it on there. Of no. course, we won't. And I think as well because I once I was brought up like it, but I think it was because like how the generations were. Anytime I had problems, I bottled them up. Yeah. And I, I and I still do. It's something I can't control. Yeah. And I, But I think now there is times where I've spoke with, like, with Courtney, especially because like, I'm with her every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've started like, talk, talking more. And that has helped. It, it's tenfold. Yeah, because I've always been like, like everyone knows me. It's like, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm a proud person. Yeah. You know, like nothing gets me down or anything like that. When uh, most of the time, like, like I say, there's times where I'm waking up at like one, two o'clock in the morning, fucking sweating, and I'm have like bad panic attacks, and yeah, like that. And but I won't tell anyone, which even I'm telling random people on here, like, like I don't, I don't care, like, but it's just like just even like saying it out now, out loud, even if it's to no one, just saying it out loud, it does help. Yeah, it really it, does. It, it, it's okay. It it's really okay is. not to be okay. Yeah. It's that whole thing. Yeah. It is okay not to be okay, but just don't, just don't do anything daft. No, please don't. Fucks. Please Look, don't. Just have a fucking laugh. Yeah, exactly. Like, Too right. Side of only fools and horses. You'll be right. Yeah. Me, and if you're from America and you've never watched that show, educate yourself, please. Yeah. Or if anywhere around the world, actually, yeah. not just America. If you've never seen Only Fools and Horses, educate yourself. You won't. You won't regret it. No, One of the best TV shows of all time. Oh, 100%. Okay, there's a lot of British humour in there. You might not get, but then the sub is just fucking mm. golden. Mm. but so, yeah that wraps it up for Chernobyl mm. what's the next one Ed I think the next one is good. we're going back to America yeah we're going like more Utah and Nevada mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the Na- the Navajo myth uh-huh. called the Skinwalker right which they do not speak of oh they, really they are terrified they do not even speak of its name oh mad yeah, so it's a Skinwalker. And also, I will mention about Skinwalker Ranch. Right. Which is there. Which, funnily enough, ain't got a lot to do with actual Skinwalkers. 
there is some cases, but it's, it's it's more paranormal. Oh, really? And it's more aliens. So. Oh, decent. Yeah, so you you'll get onto that. Happy days. But yeah, so I think I'm, and it's been a, it's been a, not a little phenomenon, but it's been like quite big on like especially like TikTok, YouTube, places like there. Like uh, Skinwalkers are getting mentioned quite a lot. Oh, mad. But um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I know Courtney is because we've watched videos about it and yeah. stuff like that. And she says that'll be an interesting one. Oh, decent. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that'll be our next one. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening to this one. Be sure to like, um, follow us on Facebook and um, Instagram, which is Myths and Mysteries, all one word, uh, underscore. That's on Instagram. On Facebook, it's Myths and Mysteries in black and white. Yeah. Um, email us at Myths and Mysteries at Outlook.co.uk. And follow us. So yeah, um, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as follow us on our uh, respective podcast sites, which are the originals, which are your Podbean, your Spotify, and your Amazon. We are now also on iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung Podcasts, and Podchaser. So there's even more ways to find us now. Yeah, and share them to your friends and your family, or yep. anyone you you might know who likes anything creepy, mysterious, monsters, conspiracies, ghosts, serial killers, you name it. And a we'll, partridge in a pear tree. We will cover <laughs> it at some point. And yeah, I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you ever so much for listening. Yeah, and we love you. We love it. Love it. And also, please still get in touch with us with some questions yep. for our twenty third or whatever. Yeah, last season finale. Yeah, we're gonna do that. So yeah, get us with your Q and A, and yeah, we'll see you on the next one on Mr. Mysteries Black and White. Bye. See ya. Thank you.